Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Ugh. Sadness is in the house! Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? <laughs> I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Good day, boys and girls. Welcome to The Session here on the Brewing Network. I'm your host, Justin Crosley. Joining me today as co-host is uh, Sully. Hey, hey, hey. I'm back. Sean Sully O'Sullivan from the 21st Amendment Brewery, of course. Bevo is in her fishbowl cage today, and uh, JP's on his way, apparently. Yeah. It's good to see you again, Sully. You haven't done a show with us in a little bit. It's been a little bit. I'm excited to be back uh, in the saddle here. I'm excited for today's show, actually. We've got... uh, Today's an international show. We've got Canadian brewers on the program today. Uh, did you check their passports and all that and make sure their visas are in line? Because I didn't bother. You know, it's California. We don't yeah, care. Aren't we right. like a refugee state or something? Yeah. Whatever well, it's welcome. called. Anybody yeah. can come in. Any state that you are, you can come in. Even the Canadians. Yeah, uh, yeah we're going to be talking to Block 3 Brewing out of Ontario, Canada. 
uh, they came down all the way to the U.S. to do the show with us, so that's a lot of fun uh, for us. So we'll be talking to them. Today's show, of course, brought to you by the good folks over at More Beer. Go to morebeer.com, and uh, when you do your purchasing there, because they have everything you need and, and probably more, make sure you send them a little thank you note for supporting this program, which they've been doing, just like Sully, for like uh, fifth, going on 15 years. It's insane. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I paid for this table. <laughs> yeah, pretty, yeah, over and over again, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, in fact, this June um, at the Homebrewers Conference, the Homebrew Con in Nashville, Tennessee, will be our fifteenth year. Oh my God! As a as a podcast, <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, that's wild to think about. I think that there's like there's probably only a handful of podcasts of any genre that have been around for fifteen years because we were like right at the start there. You should just pat yourself on so, the back right now. I do that. That's my you know. There's not a, a ton that I'm proud of, but that's one of them. I think we did your first anniversary maybe. At, at the 2-1-A. Yeah, in the, we fit in the mezzanine. Most of it was computer equipment <laughs> exactly. in order to do a remote broadcast. back in the day, you, you had big cabinets as computers. You just didn't have these small little desktops. You had like a right. you know, laptop. You had to bring in like this. Yeah. You know. <laughs> now everything fits in one case yeah. when I go do a, yeah. well, two to be fair. But um, yeah, so we've been at it for a while. That's and awesome. more beer's been with us uh, that whole time as well as, as uh, the 21st Amendment. Uh, I feel like... While we've grown up together, you guys grew a little taller than (laughs) the Brewing Network did. I talk to Vinny about that sometimes, too, because he likes to say, well, we've grown up together. And I'm like... Yeah, but you guys have like multi-million dollar businesses. <laughs> I'm basically I'm in the bar version of my garage. It's way um, better though. It is better, and yeah. I'm and by the way, I'm proud of it too. You should uh, be. You know, the bills get paid. That's all. There's no yachts involved, but the bills get paid. Eh, there'll be a yacht one day. That's right. <laughs> More of a dinghy, but whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, on today's show, like I said, we've got Block 3 Brewing, uh, out of Ontario, Canada, and they're big on the mixed fermentation beers. They have a, uh, they even have a cool ship, so we're going to be talking about stuff like that with them. Um, pretty sure they've been touring the Bay Area all day, doing, oh, yeah. you know, making the most of their, of their, uh, visit. So checking, checking it out? Yeah, so we'll see, uh, if, if that also means they've been drinking all day. I don't oh, know what. no. Yeah. <laughs> People don't do that, right? They coffee bars. When they come to the Bay, yeah. They have tea and uh, coffee all day long. So that should be um, a, a good time. And uh, after today, only one show left of uh, 2019. This is it. End of the decade. Yeah. And then coming 2020 is the B, uh, the Brewing Network North American Tour. Oh, okay. You, uh, I remember you talking to me about that. I don't know if you officially talked yeah, about it. Yeah, it's been officially announced. It doesn't really start until uh, April, actually. But so, so the first couple months will be done here in the studio. But come April, uh, the BN hits the road. That's going to be great. You're going to join us on parts of it, right? I'm actually so going to be with you the whole time, Justin. Right like, now, I, I, I quit the 21st Amendment. And I you're love gonna, it. You know, I've got a, I got a pair of underwear and a, and a jacket, and I'll be there right with you. I've got beds for you. Okay, I got a bed for you. Yeah. <laughs> now that's going to be exciting. It's a lot of fun. I'll be in New Zealand for all of March. Um, <laughs> not doing shows from there, but uh, definitely uh, videoing a bunch of content. I'm going there for their hop harvest, and then starting in April. Uh, we, so you don't have a yacht yet, right? But, you know, 15 years ago, would you ever dreamed of going to, to New Zealand for a month? Well, 
It was just a dream, as a matter of fact. So I will say that for almost the life of the BN, I've always thought, like, taking the BN on the road, it, yeah. it, it's, it's been a dream of mine. Um, getting getting paid to do so? No, that, that was, like, so far-fetched. But um, I think that New Zealand will be uh, a lot of fun, and we're going out to check out the, uh, you know, the brand-new uh, hop farm out there, um, Revolution Hops, um, and, and then... I figure I'm traveling that far. I'm just going to stay there for yeah, as long as possible. You're not coming back is what I predict. It's going to be like, yeah, um, that's done. Bevo, you're in charge. You know, if I didn't have the the road trip that I'm so excited about, there would be a stronger chance that I just, you know, maybe meet some uh, hot New Zealander and just stay in New Zealand. What would his name be? And uh, I, didn't, I don't even care. <laughs> don't even care. Yeah. Him, her, whatever. As <laughs> long as I don't have to work or whatever. Damn, people, don't, yeah. people don't work in New Zealand, right? It's like people just laid back there and just hang out, yeah. you know, when, you know, when volcanoes aren't erupting. Actually, that's that, true. That's, that's kind right. of a tragedy yeah. that's happened right now. Yeah, too I've, soon, been, too soon. I've been watching that and uh, yeah, hearts see, go out to those folks. See that footage? That's I did. That's recording from the boat. That was like, and you see those scenes in like movies. Yeah. Where, you know, it's just the wall of sort of ash is sort of like rolling towards the, and like, does that really, and it, it, and it, it happens. And there you go, it happens. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> there, dude. And a lot That's of crazy. people got injured, and there's still a lot of people missing. Uh, I, I was reading today, I guess a bunch of them are from like a cruise ship, too. Oh, my God. Um, of the 49 or so people that were on the island, like 30-something of them were all from this cruise ship that was taking like a day trip there. Anyhow, still people missing, and uh, our hearts go out there, and, and I hope, you know, some of those folks are recovered. And um, Anyway, other than that, nobody does anything in New Zealand, right? Grow some hops and hang out at the beach. Hang out. You know? It's true. It's, it's my plan. Caravan around. Yeah. Wish they could uh, get visas to Australia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. I thought it was the opposite. I yeah, thought, I think like, it is the opposite. New Zealand's the more desirable one. Yeah, well, I think they're, they're more strict. Mm-hmm. I think New Zealand is, you know, watching these these Border Patrol um, customs shows on, uh, on Netflix. Yeah. It's tough to get into, into New Zealand. Like, they'll ask you, have you ever, like, smoked marijuana? And if you go, well, yes, then they go, what would happen? Because marijuana is illegal. So what would happen if someone offered you marijuana on the street and you have to be, you know, quote unquote, honest about it or whatever, any sort of hard drugs? Yeah. Like marijuana. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's very weird, man. Such but a weird conversation. It's like a high school counselor situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, what would I do? Huh. I'm a 56 year old man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're, you're trying the to right answer here. Yeah. You're trying to tell me that if I, if I say I would smoke marijuana from a street person, mm-hmm. I can't get into your country. Yes, that's correct. I would probably not smoke marijuana. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. People get caught up in it, though. I don't know. It's because they're so nice there. It's like you feel like you have to be honest. They're like the nicest people. Like, we have Canadians on the show today, but I've yeah. said this before. The New Zealanders make the Canadians look like assholes. They're, like, they're so nice <laughs> in New Zealand. So the folks at Hop Revolution um, are, are hosting me. And so they're in a little town called, uh, a little area called Nelson. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of the, the hops are grown in that region. And... Uh, a New Zealand listener of ours sent me some info. He wanted me to come. He's a he's a brewer out there and wanted to come hang out. And then sent me this uh, link to uh, there's a beer fest in Nelson while I'm there. Hmm. I think it's called March Fest or something. Um, and it's a craft beer fest and a, and a music festival. And you, if you go look at the website and all the materials, it, it's like a big deal. It's a big fest. It's very professionally done. It's going. It's been going on for years. And I'm reading it, and it's like. Um, you know, I'm like, wow, there's a big deal. And it's like, you know, live music and food and kids area. 
15 craft beers. <laughs> not breweries, beers. Yeah. And I'm like, Ooh. and I'm sorry, dude, I'm not trying to make fun of it. I, yeah, I had to put it different. into perspective. You have to think about, like, the size of the country, right, compared yeah. to, well, almost anywhere on Earth. Like, it's tiny. And so... I'm not saying that this 15 craft beers isn't a big deal in New Zealand. I'm just saying, like, it's, relative. I was like, yeah. and 15 craft beers. There'll be over 100 people here. <laughs> yeah. Almost 100. Well, apparently not at one time. Throughout the day. Apparently thousands of people go, but I think it goes to show that there's, you know, well, per capita there might be a lot of breweries in New Zealand, but it's still a small beer scene. And yeah. so if they're going to do all craft beer... And that's probably every single brewery in New Zealand. Maybe a couple are missing. I don't know what. I haven't looked at how many breweries are there. But I just, I had to chuckle at myself. But like, and 15? <laughs> I'm going to go, by the way. I'm not going to miss it. No, you have to. Um, and I'm looking forward to see what it was. But yeah, we have to put things in perspective, right? Yes. It's it, it's a small island. Two islands. A couple islands. little island country. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm excited about that. And then uh, April, we, we hit the road. Um, and the first main stop, I'll be I'll be traveling through like um, um, Arizona, New Mexico, a little bit on the way. But got to be in San Antonio for the Craft Brewers Conference, right. yep. which is the third week in uh, April. in April. Yep. So I got it. Like that's my first uh, destination, and we'll start publishing where we're going to be. Um, you know, as soon as I know. Uh, but that's kind of our first trek is to is to get there. Um, San Antonio. You know, uh, so I've been reading a little bit about San Antonio. It looks like a great city. It's cool. Uh, you've been? Yeah. It looks like a really cool city. There's like a Venice-type mm-hmm. place. It's a river like walk a, a or whatever. River, yeah. yeah, and you got the Alamo. you got to go to the Alamo and do that thing. <laughs> Probably got to hit the Alamo. Yeah, got to do the Alamo. Got to do the Alamo. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just looks like a whole bunch of... It's a great to place to have the, the, the conference. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's cool. I'm excited about San Antonio. Hey, Let's let me know if you need me there. Fun. Uh, well, I, like, I like Texas a lot. You know, Bev wants to go, too, so, um, yeah, we can probably do that. Yeah. A competition? Yeah, well, Indian leg wrestle first. I want to see it happen right now. Let's make this happen. Let's go. Let's go. I would win. The good thing about the Craft Brewers Conference for us, you know, yeah. we only go every other year when there's the World Beer Cup. So, work-wise... Aside from networking or whatever, um, we just have to be there to do the awards. Yeah, we which don't have a means booth or anything. If you guys do want to go, yeah, it's more of a like, let's go see San Antonio and what it has to offer, and then yeah. we'll do our, our awards and get that that done with. And, and have I'm some always, fun. yeah, I mean that'll be the right time too, where I can I can probably start thinking about getting what? back out there, getting out, getting out of your house <laughs> yeah. for the first time. The way you just said that, you were just like getting you know yeah. out, out there. Well, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm I'm, uh, I'm expecting some quote paperwork from China. <laughs> I don't want to say any more about it, but uh, you can start calling me David Schwimmer from now on. That's my new name. I see. If we're not live yet, Taryn's not listening. I mean, you're going to have to, like, eventually have, like, a like a babysitter or something yeah. so that you're allowed to leave the house, right? 100%. Yeah, yeah. And we will eventually. Yeah. Because um, up till now, you don't. Has your baby ever been watched by anybody but you? Hell no. <laughs> no. Not, how old's your kid now? Uh, she be two in March. It is in, in two years. <laughs> She's uh, graduating college. Yeah. <laughs> I've never smart. been. Yeah. yeah. Uh, She's twenty four. I will leave the house. <laughs> right. Has yeah. she left the house? She's left the house. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. were at the park yesterday. As a I see. Fact. I was playing basketball with two children from the neighborhood. Nice. Playing horse. Okay. One of them told me my tattoo was a mistake. <laughs> A mistake. Yeah. He's a little like nine year old kid. He's just like coming up to me. He's like, You got, is that a tattoo? I'm like, yeah. I think he was like a little autistic or whatever. He's like, Is that a tattoo? Did it hurt? Uh, yeah. You ever get one removed? 
<laughs> and I'm thinking maybe this kid has. I don't know. And yeah, he's yeah. like, I'm like, well, I don't know. You know, no, I haven't. But people get them removed from all all the time. And I thought, yeah, being totally like stereotypical. Maybe his dad got tattoos removed. I don't know. Why is he telling me about this? Right. Right. And he's like, uh, oh. They only get them removed if they're if people made a mistake, right? I go, yeah, and he just sta- like literally stares Staring at my arm, yeah. nodding his head, and then looks at me. and Goes, you made a mistake. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, damn, that was aggressive. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, love it. And then five minutes later, he came up to me and goes, I'm taller than you. Okay. And I'm like, okay, this is. I see where we are in the conversation. Everything is all right. I'm like you are. He's like, yeah, look at me. And I'm like looking down at him. Yeah, <laughs> He's just staring but up at me. He goes, look like, at I'm the top of his head. Yeah, like it was right. ob- long head uh, nice kid though <laughs> sounds like it. first experience out of the house and look what happened yeah <laughs> i made friends man all right well get on that because you'll have to you'll have to travel uh, to different parts of the country as well yeah and really it's uh yeah i'm ready for it all right let's get through some announcements they're brought to you today by beersmith you can go to beersmith.com check out the beersmith brewing software and get your free 21 day trial it's the best software on the market but luckily you don't have to take my word for it because of the free 21 day trial but brad smith over there really knows what he's doing if you've been listening to me say this for years and years and you still haven't done it trust me go check it out go to beersmith.com and uh, you won't regret it all right just a couple things in the announcements first of all is to save the date Our 11th annual Spring Brews Festival is Saturday, March 28th, 2020, right here in Concord, California. And uh, I'm really excited about it. We started uh, sending out our brewery invites um, today, and uh, it's going to be just a good time. 11 years we've been doing that. And March I hope, 28th? Yeah, March 28th. I'm just putting it in my calendar right now. boy. You'll get your invite uh, later this week as well. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, uh, 11 years we've been doing it. I'm really excited. Uh, it's going to be a good time. So save the date. Uh, you can you can travel here for it. You know, it's worth coming to. It's a, it's a lot of fun. You get to hang out at the Hop Grenade before and after, and um, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. With the holidays upon us, if you want to support the Brewing Network, you can do your Amazon shopping, and I've made it super easy for you. There's a giant posting on the homepage that says Amazon shopping. It's huge. (laughs) It's really massive. You can go click on that. Uh, I even made it uh, uh, banner blocker proof for those of you, because I know that's been a thing where people are like, ah, I can't see the... I don't ever know where it is, and it's because you have you know banners blocked out. But I've 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 eliminated all obstacles, so uh, you can just continue to shop as usual. And as an affiliate, um, you know it helps us out. So uh, I would love it if you did that for this holiday season. Just go to thebrewingnetwork.com and click the. It's giant. There's like a person holding a big gift. It's massive. It takes up the whole page. <laughs> wow. um, just click on that. Way to sell it. Yeah. Um, all right. You can also sub- uh, support us by subscribing and joining the BN Army. Just hit the donate button. And for as little as two bucks a month, you're entered into the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway, which uh, enters you for a chance to win uh, $100 to spend over at More Beer. The more you donate, the more you're entered. And uh, we do that every single month. Just make sure that your uh, email address is current PayPal so we can let you know if you want. And uh, we love you uh, for uh, having subscribed for so long. Those of you who have been doing it for Thank a while, you. really appreciate it. And uh, if more of you do it, it will help us as well. All right. Get updates over on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send your feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. You can send your show ideas there as well, including where you'd like us to go in 2020 when we're on the road. Uh, we've been getting a few emails, emails like that, which are, uh, which are fun and exciting, yeah. and it's what we want to do is uh, go find unique stories across North America to um, 
to showcase. So send those ideas to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. And I like that they come from actual people who want us to go to these places. And not all of them are from like, hey, this is my brewery and I want you to come over. There are some of those. But others are like, hey, this is a cool brewery in my neighborhood. Yep. And uh, I think they have a cool story or they make some really good beer and I think you guys would like it. And to me, that sort of means a lot. And cool events that we've been getting sent as well. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, send that all the feedback at brewingnetwork.com. We will do our feedback in just a moment, but first, do we have a Twitter game? Do we have? <laughs> sure, of course we do, and it's great. All right, yeah. good because our sponsor of today's Twitter game is worthy of a great game. It's the twenty first. Oh, hey, of how you doing? That's Whoa. right. A new brewery. Their seasonal release of Tasty IPA is still on the shelves. I just got some myself the other day, and of course, uh, it is near and dear to the BN Army's heart because it's a collaboration with everyone's. Favorite brewcaster, Mike Tasty McDole. At 6.8% uh, and 58 IBUs with its straw color, Tasty IPA drinks easily, but isn't necessarily easy drinking. So we had a feedback uh, message last week that quoted that, and they were like, "Someone called." They wanted to know what the fuck that means. Yeah, you know, someone called <laughs> custom draws. And I was like, okay, okay, "I was okay, like, yeah. actually, JP <laughs> you, did an explanation." When, when, when you just read that, I was like, "What the fuck was I thinking?" <laughs> I swear to God, because I because you know you've been running that old spot forever, and so I yeah. think I like hammered that out. And it was like twenty, you know, it was twenty times longer than it is now. Well, let and, me uh, let me finish the paragraph okay, and okay. see if it jogs your memory of why you use that sentence. All right, okay. Uh, Keep going. Yeah, I'm just trying to defend myself. The <laughs> hot forward creation uh, spawned originally from early test batches of Tasty's own uh, own homebrews features: Calypso, Simcoe, Azaka, Amarillo, Citra, Simcoe Lupulin pellets, Centennial Cascade, Equinot Cascade Lupulin powder, Mosaic. And apparently, Azaka again. <laughs> I, I think I just cut and paste like, literally the, re- the recipe, and I think there's a malt is in there somewhere as well. Maybe temperature. there might be. Yeah, <laughs> if you keep reading, everybody can brew this beer eventually. Um, anyway, uh, Tasty IPA was originally done as a one-time only beer, but it was super popular, so it became part of Two NA's main beer lineup, and now it's a fall seasonal release. So go check it out; uh, it's on the shelves now. Tasty IPA. It drinks easily. <laughs> But is it necessarily easy drinking? <laughs> I like that. That's like, um, I'm trying to think of like an old beer ad that was like right, uh, like Schaefer or something. Like I have to think about what, what it was, but there's like some really weird tagline. That sure. Make any sense. I feel like it's a tattoo you get that you have to get covered up <laughs> later. <laughs> Does it hurt? I got to have a t-shirt made with that on it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. But that's fun that we're talking about it. That is. <laughs> what's our Twitter game, JP? Well, uh, I wanted to uh, formally announce that uh, Doc has resurfaced. Oh, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. And he has a new business. He's not a dentist anymore. Okay. He's opened a new business, and he needs help. He needs our help. All right. The business name is Doc Cannon. Not Duke Cannon. Okay. Doc Cannon. Doc Cannon. What does he do? But what's, what, is, what does he peddle? Yeah, what does he do? Okay. What's he do over there? It's his new thing, Doc yeah. Cannon. Doc Cannon. All right. That's our Twitter game today brought to you by oh. the 2NA. It's a Twitter game. <laughs> it's not necessarily easy Twitter game. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, but it's A. All right, let's do some feedback. And feedback, of course, is brought to you by the Beer Law Center. Go to beerlawcenter.com. John uh, does a, a lot of hard work. Just had a consultation with him oh, man. In the last week about this lawsuit. I feel like you guys are dating now. We are, how, because how it's, like, it's coming down to it. Basically, I've gotten like a... A final, final offer from this company that that lays claim to the hop grenade, and uh, I have until 
um, a certain date until December sixteenth to uh, to reply. Wow! Which is basically like, yeah, fine, I'll negotiate, I'll do this, or pound sand. So John and I, John has to hear from me a lot right now. <laughs> But he does a don't, great job. Don't talk too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beerlawcenter.com. John's awesome, and I really appreciate him. Uh, okay. Where's my where's my feedback? There it is. Uh, a lot of good feedback this week. Let's see. Paul from Australia writes in. Good day, guys. Um, he says, I just pulled up outside my son's school. He's five. And uh, I had my windows down. Uh, right and as Justin's Mexican water balls story <laughs> came on. I, I don't know why it was Mexican water balls, but... I think because I was saying that I had this infection on my balls and no one knew what it was, and I had been in Mexico before, oh, and I right. thought yeah, that maybe yeah. like I had an open wound or something. Yeah. I don't know what. It's probably what it was. It was all during our Manscaped ad, uh, read. <laughs> so, he says, I turned my truck off, and a young, yummy mommy, uh, that's his words, <laughs> not mine, uh, a young, yummy mommy walked past, just as Justin said, I thanked God for the doctor not having to bick my balls, uh, meaning shave my balls, okay. because I had used the Manscaped um, um, uh, lawnmower 2.0. Um, he says, I think that I'm officially off the Christmas card list, but I've never been prouder to be part of the BNA. Cheers, lads. Paul from the Sunshine Coast in Australia. All right. Good story, Paul. Uh, although, word to the wise, and we've gotten this before, there were people who were like, you know, you guys need to watch your language, and we have kids in the car, and then that. And I'm always like, you know, I don't know. Don't listen to me with the kids in the car. Don't you right. have like? A, don't you warn them somehow? Like, do you have like the little e thing? I, there is every <laughs> podcast says explicit on there. Yeah, and you know, all right. So homebrewing is a family affair or whatever. Fine, but long show. But the show is not, yeah. and so you know. Anyhow, Paul gets it, so I (laughs) I hope that you aren't shunned too bad, but that's a funny story. I'm glad I could help. So Ian writes in. Young, yummy mommy. Ian. Yeah. (laughs) He says, hi, mutants. This is Ian, not Ian Ian Titus. Sorry. Although he thinks Ian Titus might be JP. I wish. He says. Um, But he says, Justin... Here's a list of shit that they actually put into cigarettes. And this might make you make you think before you reach for one. So suck on that. Uh, and I think this is coming up because JP and I had uh, decided last week that we were going to start a foundation um, that would allow us to do all the bad things. Instead of putting all the research into how to cure us from the bad things that we do, yeah. let's start a foundation that uh, uh, makes us I- immune to all the bad things That's that right. we do. Yeah, or uh, pulls the bad stuff out. So I guess he wanted, you know, and I was like, smoking is fantastic, and it would be great if we could just do it and not die. Uh, So he wants to give me reasons not to smoke, which I will read. However, I'll be reading them for others, because as I also mentioned, I haven't smoked since like April or some shit. That's awesome. (laughs) So, yeah, Sully was on my ass for a while, too. Oh, yeah. uh, It's been a while. I haven't smoked since like April. Literally on your ass. doesn't make me dislike the the joy of smoking cigarettes, which is why we want to start our, our foundation. Yep. Uh, what was it called again? Like no sin, sin something, sin foundation, or sin, some yeah. sin removal department, or something like that. Some bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, here you go. Here's a little rundown of the more than four thousand chemicals in each cigarette. As if you didn't uh, know, I know. Like who, who doesn't <laughs> know these? Th- and it, this is the thing about about things that are bad for you. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think there's really anybody who doesn't know the things that are bad for you. We just do them anyway because we're dumb humans. This is what we do. Uh, Ammonia, arsenic, cadmium, formaldehyde, acetone, butane, propylene glycol. Um, Oh, hey. I love it. uh, Turpentine, benzene, uh, lead, and nickel. How do so, they get turpentine into? Yeah. I mean, what, what? it's just a splash, though. Just, oh, it's not I a whole lot. It's just a splash. It no. says uh, in in his description it said this one adds flavor to menthol cigarettes, which in my most recent okay. bout of smoking were, were they were menthol you cigarettes. You like those menthols? I remember that. Yeah, they were nice. Menthols are pretty good. They're <laughs> nice. I actually I will admit that I think menthols are pro- menthols are probably responsible for me starting again because I had mm-hmm. uh, after I'd quit for like thirteen years or whatever I would occasionally like take a drag off of a friend's like while we were camping. Mm-hmm. And if they were regular, they just tasted awful. Like it was the right. worst thing. Yeah. And then someone gave me a menthol once in the same like sort of thing. I was camping, and I was yeah. like, "Oh well, that's not so bad." <laughs> you know. Well, you and should then, really just start vaping. Is what oh, you should God. do. No, that's Big a whole puffy other. clouds, dude. Were you a clove guy at all? Ever? I was. Yeah, I did that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like sort of the for sure way the yeah. cigarette smoking. Yeah, I've weaved in and out of that that scene. <laughs> anyway, all right, Ian. Hey, thanks for writing in, but yeah. I'm I'm off the smokes, you know, for now. Good job. Thanks, man. I mean, whatever. I didn't quit because I didn't love it. I fucking love smoking. It's so great, but you know, well, you gotta, you know, I got I, I needed one less vice. You gotta do what yeah. you gotta do. Yeah, you'll be fine. All right, so this one is from Andrew, who uh, uh, wrote in last week about his temperature control issues and wanted advice on what he could do, uh, what kind of beers he could make um, without any fermentation temperature control. So he writes in, hello, everyone. Uh, Thanks for taking the time to share my feedback. To give some more context, though, my issues around temp control are more uh, space-oriented than desire. Finding the room for a fridge is near impossible, unfortunately. But I do like the idea uh, that JP gave, by the way, of a towel in a tray and wicking the moisture up over the fermenter. That's right. He says, I'm using a fermentosaurus and plan to check uh, check that out. So right. thanks, heaps. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to MacGyver that shit. All right. And also, uh, the other suggestion was to, to brew with some Kvike, because that's yep. like all the rage. And he yeah. says, this weekend is going to be Kvike shopping. All right. So well, good luck. Go, Hope Andy. you find one that fits, man. Uh, Keith writes in, this is about our road trip. I listened to the Buffalo Creek show and the feedback segment that people emailed in uh, with suggestions for your 2020 uh, cross-country trip. Two suggestions were for events in Wisconsin and Illinois around August, which happens to be uh, a great homebrewing event in Michigan right around the same time. The Michigan Homebrewer Festival. It's the third week in August. Um, It's at an old Boy Scout camp. Um, so I should bring Sam. Sam has a weird thing with he wears Boy Scout what? uniforms. Uh, he's a strange guy. Uh, so Sam will have to join if I go to this and wear his Boy Scout outfit. Yeah. Anyway, homebrew clubs from all over the state show up for a three day camping event. That's a lot of homebrew camping, by the way. That's a long time. Yeah. Starts on a Thursday, ends on a Sunday. Ooh. Um, <laughs> wow, that was painful. That's it's a four a, day. Come on, Thursday through Sunday? He said it's basically a beer Day festival two. with nothing but homebrew. Uh, clubs set up booths and various themes, um, et cetera. There's a whole bunch of other stuff happening. Uh, yeah, we have this similar thing here in NorCal. I always used to like to go. I haven't been in a while. So 
Um, he said it's also part of the Michigan Beer Cup, which is the largest homebrew competition in the state. And the winners are announced on Saturday, which means Saturday's probably a party. Yeah, Saturday, it's a fucking shit show. I'll go Friday, Saturday, you know, yeah, to do sure. the two-day thing. Just um, go Saturday. <laughs> it's a great venue secluded in the woods. Um, don't worry, you won't hear any banjo music. Hmm. And you're just a short drive from town. Which I guess he's just trying to make me feel like I'm not going to get murdered. Right. Um, I think it's a perfect <laughs> event for you. Just roll in the RV and start drinking. Um, from Keith. So, uh, Keith, thank you. I will absolutely look into this and see if I can put it on the list. That sounds fun. Uh, Phil from Suffolk, England. Phil. Phil. Um, writes in, Hi, Brewcasters. Seasons greetings from England. I've been a long-time listener from way back when, but most recently got back into the session. I haven't brewed in a while. But uh, never stops me from enjoying your show, and glad to see that amongst a few cast changes over the years, some things never change. People keep writing that. I don't know what what what, what never changes. I don't know our our immaturity, probably <laughs> the tone, you know, the, yeah. the vibe of the show. Okay. You. <laughs> uh, he goes on to say, "You guys really know how to make me feel great about myself." <laughs> Jeez, oh. I know that no matter how shitty my day can get. At least I didn't actually shit on anyone today. I think maybe that's what he's talking about. How what? we're just big messes. Well, that who shit on you the, literally the, pooped the story, on someone. The story you told about running uh, over the kid, uh, blanket yeah, or whatever. Okay, but I was also like eight. eight. <laughs> yeah. I was. I read that today. I was like, what? Is, who shit on somebody? Yeah. Oh me. That yeah. makes sense. Um, I mean, you shit yourself too. So there's that. Maybe I think you're talking about Roger. <laughs> right. I was like, too. but he says I did We're nearly not. piss myself when he heard that story. Oh, you got a turd coming. It was a good story. <laughs> that poor couple. You know, I, w- I hope yeah. they tell the story fondly today too. Like this kid one day gather around family, let jumped me tell you over the story. A bar picnic of and the flying turd. shit on our blanket. Yeah. Anyway, he goes. Um, I thought I would chime in on your discussion about self-serving beer. Now, this I brought up in the news uh, last week, where I did want to talk about the places where you actually go up and serve yourself your own beer, but mm-hmm. I also wanted to talk about uh, ordering at, at a table like right. without a server. Like, you just have a little iPad, and then the beer shows up. And he's chiming in on that. In England, we have a chain of pubs called Weatherspoons, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. the, the pubs all serve food and a good selection of beer really cheap. As a result... They tend to get super busy, and you can spend ages just getting served. However, fairly recently, they've released an app where you can order food and drink straight from your phone and get it sent to your table. In fact, you can even order it before you get there. What's brilliant is that you can browse the menu from each pub and see what's available even before leaving your home. You can, That's what I didn't understand. So you can order it before you get there, but how do they... How do you know no, where to get it? Tape, like, where yeah. do the, are they going to bring it to you? Or there's like like uh, Disneyland has window. this mobile order, hmm. but you you can't say that you can't hit the "I'm here" button unless you're you're there. You're there, so you can choose your time, which is great, right. and you can do it with beer, by the way, Disneyland or DCA. But um, that just seems weird to me. Like, oh, I'm going to order four pints, and then I'll be there in ten minutes. Well, then when they're poured, what are they just sitting out there getting warmer? That's England. I don't know. Yeah. No. Well, right. <laughs> Not going to get flatter or right. warmer. Yeah. I'm kidding, Lingland. I don't know, but I, I'd be willing to try it out. I'd, I'd want to find out why. I think yeah. that's a great idea. And I do, you know, I, I, I do kind of like the idea of just ordering off your iPad at the table or whatever, mm-hmm. and then the beer arrives. So You don't want to talk to anybody is what you're saying. Well, 
I don't want to wait too long for my next beer. And I think as, uh, you know, All right. as costs rise and my thirst rises with it, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's an interesting concept. <laughs> so I had put it out there for some feedback, so I'm, I'm glad he wrote in. And then anyway, um, he finally convinced uh, his wife and the kids to take a road trip uh, here in, in California next May. So he's going to start in San Francisco, make the way down to San Diego over the course of 10 days. Um, he says, maybe a possible show idea for us limeys would be a top list of best places to drink and visit in California. God, that's so, just, I mean, I that's a like hard, idea. no, it's a great idea. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. But I mean, yeah, without going to every place in like San Diego, I know, but there's yeah. what, 600 well, let's breweries just, let's in San Diego. There's the, there, well, there's the San, there's San, <laughs> San Leandro, there's the San, there's yeah. 21st Amendment, right. yeah. and they also have a location in San Francisco. Oh, sure. So which, that's, that's which is on your two. way south. Okay. Yeah, that's on right. your way south, so so far we got it covered, yeah. okay. and we could probably just stop there. <laughs> right. yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. Um, I'm going to think about this, Phil, actually. I think maybe we should do a show. We've never done a show like that where we give... we. We generally abstain from giving our recommendations officially. Correct. You ever notice that? I never thought about that until I got this email. We will certainly recommend places. We'll be like, oh, I loved it when I was here. I love it when I was there. But we (laughs) never really organized, have never really organized an official, like, all right, in 2019, this is our top 10. Right. We don't do that. And we probably, you know, should. People Well, you might alienate. People, you might, you know, well, why am I not on that list? Right, and then, and then, and then I have to have a conversation with you which, about sponsorship, <laughs> which is only partially why I've avoided it. I think we don't think that way in general here. Mm-hmm. We're just like we'll talk about what we like in the moment. We'll talk to Canadians, and then the moment goes away next week anyway. Yeah. Right. So we don't feel the need to make it super official. I, I guess I've thought about alienating people in the past, but like. I don't know, like the top 10 list is like the thing. It's been the thing for years now. Everyone likes to click on the top 10 whatevers. And I will say, actually, when I read about like top craft beer bars in the U.S. that, that, that publications that I respect put out... I have the exact same reaction you just mentioned, Sally. I'm like, well, what the? F- why the fuck is the hop grenade on the- not on that? <laughs> like, are you kidding? We have a killer bar, and why has that never happened? And I tend to think that that they're bullshit. Like they're biased for some for whatever reason. So maybe I've avoided it for that too. I don't. I don't like this top ten or top one hundred list. I agree with you. They you they, like they do have a lot of clicky you know things, but it's it's because have you been everywhere? Unless you've been everywhere, right? You can't you you cannot weigh in on this topic because you have no idea. Maybe you've been to five places in San Diego. Who are we to say that the the sixth place we didn't go to is the best? We're just saying this is the best that we visited or whatever. Well, so we maybe just have to frame ours that way. Yeah. Like we just would say that we've the best that we've visited. Yeah, yeah. and and that's easy, by the way, to do. Like in a write up, you just sure. go, you go. By the way, we haven't been everywhere. Right. Kind of like uh, when you, I was just reading the other day, I wanted to know what the best books of 2019 were, according to the New York Times uh, uh, book reviewers, you know? Yeah. Uh, put, I put a lot of weight in them. They've always recommended good books for me. And they put a they put a pretty decent disclaimer up there. They were like, uh, these were of the ones that we read. Yeah. And of the ones that we reviewed in the New York Times. Not that we read and didn't review in the New York Times. In other words, they did a great job of just saying, this isn't everything. It's just what was within our parameters. Yeah. We could do that. We could definitely do that. I, I guess the, the problem I have is with we say these magazines, top ten, ever. top ten, yeah. top one hundred beers in right. the country. Fuck out of here! Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you feel strongly about this. I really do. I hate it. All right, Phil from Suffolk, 
Suffolk. Yeah. Suffolk. 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 Uh, I'll work on that. It might happen. Eastern England. Uh, Noah writes in suggestion for a 2020 trip. Uh, he he wants me to stop at August Shell Brewing in yeah. New Ulm, uh, oh, yeah. Minnesota. You gotta go. Um, I've had their beer uh, when we were in Minnesota for the Homers Conference, but okay. I didn't go to their brewery. He said uh, uh, it was one of my favorite interviews, and and Justin, you missed it. Great lagers and sours, and JP killed the interview. I did a kill, Jason. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. to a realist one. He says, I think you would like to see the lagering caves and the almost 100-year-old Cypress wood tanks that they're making Berlinerites from. Um, and it's just a few hours from Madison, Wisconsin, when you hit up the great taste of the Midwest. Yeah, I definitely so, want to go to that, that place. It sounded amazing. It okay. just sounds great. And the beers were phenomenal. Yeah. All right. Uh the hop, the hoppy honky. Right. You know what? I, I was going to put his real name, but he signed it that way, so he just left it. Yeah, what it is, man. Uh, he says, "I just finished the Buffalo Creek episode, and I really like your guys' idea of the Sin Foundation. There we is go. that what it was? Sure. Uh, where you know where uh, yeah, we were just trying to make us immune to to yeah. all of our our sins. Yeah. He says this sounds like something I could really get behind. <laughs> of course it does. Who doesn't love this idea? <laughs> right. Um, however, I think you might be going about it all wrong. Probably." I think instead of taking the fun parts out of the sin or the harmful item out. By the way, I'm not trying to take the the fun parts out. That's the point of the sin foundation. We get to still do it. We keep yeah, we get to do it, yeah. but we don't die from it. No right. retribution. Well, he says, you know, instead of taking the the fun parts of the harmful I- item out, I think you should focus on improving the human body to be better <laughs> equipped to fight them. Right. And he gives examples. Okay, good. So mark right. these down. All right, hold on. Let me when take we my our, notes. When we write our business plan. Right. He says, like, for smokers, you could add a cancer filter to your windpipe. And for the added convenience, you could add an easy access door on the side of your neck so that you can just switch out your cancer filter. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's not a bad idea. Biohack the world, I dude. like this. Yeah. For beer, you could do a similar process with a liver filter. Sure. I think this. I think he's onto something here. He's on, this he's is on the something. Ti- this is the type of cutting edge research I'm looking for oh, in the man. Sin Foundation. He should be on the board. I think he, Hoppy Honky yeah. just earned himself uh, a Happy place. Honky, what are your ideas on this thing? Yeah. Um, he does uh, think that when we get to the STD section, we mm-hmm. might need to bring in Doctor Wang as our ah, spokesperson. Yes, uh, Doctor Wang, you remember was my doctor. That's right. When I went in with my ball infection. Well, I don't know. Was Doctor Wang a good? Representative, representator, representative of the genitalia. Well, area. He was certainly very concerned about my balls. Spent a long time down there, and dude. forced me to go to the ER because of it. But, but. had I stuck to my gut feeling, uh-huh. it was exactly what I thought, which was More basically like nothing. You're not. It, it was a pimple. I could have waited. Yeah, yeah, I could have waited the two days, gone to a regular doctor. So you know, would Doctor Wang be on the board? No, Dr. Wang's out. He's cut. We cut Wang. Right. Also, he didn't give me any recommendations of how to immunize my balls from future, you know, fun. Flara. (laughs) Right. All right. Yeah. Uh, All right. Katie writes in, and um, she's from Arkansas, and she says, I just heard that the show's going to be on the road, and I wanted to extend an invite to Justin to visit us in Bentonville, Arkansas. Bentonville. I've been a listener of the show since the podcast was recommended to me by a customer, and my husband and I own a brewery with a friend here, and I think we have a pretty good story. And she says, like, of course I think that. Because I am asking for, like, 
you know, give me something interesting. Right. I want to just go there and just be like, talk about your pale ale, <laughs> which I can do, but nobody gives a shit. Yeah. You know. But she says, five years ago, my husband and I moved here from Fort Collins, which we have a hop grenade, of course. Um, it's closing at the end of December, by the way. Go party with us. Um, we have wow. a. <laughs> I moved here from Fort Slide Collins. Slide that right in there. To open up Bentonville Brewing Company with a family friend. Um, we formerly owned and operated a, looks like a marijuana dispensary. I think that's what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Really? yeah. In Arkansas? No, I think it's in probably, probably Fort Colorado, Collins. Yeah. Uh, or Colorado. And when that Sorry, didn't work out, how did that not work out? Uh, <laughs> we moved to Bentonville, home of Walmart, she says, okay. to open a brewery in a country, uh, in a county that was dry less than three years ago. Yeah, actually, the only time I've been to Arkansas, I was in a dry county. I went uh, rafting down some river, and my friends, who were from Missouri, they were like, we got to bring all the beer, because it's a dry county. And then don't get caught with the beer. Is that like like a vampire hitting the sunlight for you, or like a... a Oh, I was like, why the fuck? Uh, And they're like, don't worry, don't worry. We can drink. I was like, okay. Who's going to go rafting without a beer in their hand? (laughs) It's legal in other states. Um, yeah. But she does sound like they have an interesting story. Two years into our business, our landlord evicted us. Oh, wow. Uh, we had to move our operation temporarily to the next town over. We should be out of our temporary spot next month, depending on construction. Um, there's more to it than that, but this is the quick 30-second version. So uh, even if you don't want to interview us for the show, I'd love to have Justin uh, come by for some beers and to hang out. And uh, You know what, Katie? I would love to come interview you guys. This sounds interesting to me. I think that opening in a very near time ago uh, 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 dry county mm. is fascinating. I'd yeah. love to know why you were evicted and how you dealt with that. I mean, we've talked to brewers just about not being evicted, but like outgrowing their space and having to move an operation is like such a, uh, how do you do this? Yeah. So, Katie, uh, I will be contacting you. I think that you're right now, you're my number one spot to visit in Arkansas. You're the only spot, but uh, you're the number one spot because I think this uh, sounds interesting. They're actually located in Rogers, Arkansas, and I've been to Rogers, Arkansas. Well, I think maybe is that their temporary location because she said she had to move to the town next door until their, be it. until their Bentonville is open again. Well, I'll get the scoop for you, Sully. Maybe you I should join me in Arkansas. I'll go back to Arkansas. Right. <laughs> for the second time. I think my first okay. girlfriend's family lived there. Is that right? <laughs> is that why you went there? Back in 1843. <laughs> <laughs> it was a month to get over He's there. He's like, it yeah. was dry county then, <laughs> and we were sober. Her father uh, owned this rabbit, uh, like... Uh, Medical thing that did with it was just wild. The rabbit. And I honestly yeah. like can't tell if you're being serious. <laughs> no, like, no, I, I am. In other I, words, I, like I, testing on I, like I, animal I, testing. Like no, it was like they were they would take the serum from rabbits and all this, and they also had rabbits meat that they would sell. It was kind of wild. It sounds like a scam. <laughs> what exactly is the serum? That's from what I'm rabbits? saying. It sounds like a scam. <laughs> I think they yeah. had blood. They inoculate the rabbit with something. It was used in the they, medical but, industry, yeah. before, but you can also eat the meat. Before there were essential oils, there was essential blood of yeah. animals. <laughs> rabbit <laughs> serum. I swear also, to God, that brain cell has, scheme. has not fired in, like, years. <laughs> and it's amazing that I just found that thing in the cobweb back there. I well, loaded it's, not my, even all, it's not all, all there. So. I uh, loaded my one-horse carriage and hit the town. Dr. Sully, <laughs> rabbit blood serum and... Step right up. Whooping cough here. And, <laughs> yeah. If you're hungry, I got rabbit burgers out back. <laughs> now I know you wanna, why you want to go on the road with me. You're going to peddle your weird wares. <laughs> Rogers, Arkansas. Sully the snake oil That's salesman. That's right, baby. Uh, all right, Katie, thank you for writing in. I will be contacting you. And uh, anybody else, hey, send your ideas to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Love to hear where we should go in the country so I can start uh, making a map. 
and getting there. Well, maps are there. Yeah. They're already invented. <laughs> Make my own map. Yeah, Lewis and Clark over here. Right. <laughs> I'm exploring the <laughs> our great Northwest. Uh, all right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, our guests for today oh, from boy. Block 3 Brewing out of Ontario, Canada. Hopefully we didn't wait too long. We'll see how hammered they are. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. And uh, as promised, Block 3 Brewing Company out of Ontario, Canada is with us in the studio. They traveled all the way down from Ontario, which I, I don't even There's an ocean between us, probably. At least a Great Lake. Like two uh, there's at least two oceans, yeah. maybe two Great Lakes. I don't know what. Uh, welcome to the studio, guys. We've got uh, Graham Spence, who is a, a co-founder at uh, uh, Block 3. As well as Kevin Freer, the the head brewer. Yeah, thanks for having us. I'm Happy glad you guys you. came in. So y'all wrote to us, which I, I thought was very cool, and let us know about you. And and uh, I always like it when when folks like you are like, I know we're far away, but we will come into the studio and do a show, <laughs> and like uh, that means a lot to me because it just makes it so much more fun. Yeah, we we kind of called your bluff, and then uh, you kind of called our bluff. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, you're gonna make it. You're like, shit. How many miles do we have on the credit card, guys? <laughs> Can we get there or what? Hey, my wife. I think so. I'm on a brewing conference here right now. So is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I shouldn't send out the links to how to listen to the show. Yeah, and, uh, we can figure this out. We're so. talking. It's, it's a conference. It's a conference. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, well, yeah. we've got another professional brewer in the yeah, studio with Sully. So uh, yeah. Um, all right. Do me a favor though, uh, Graham. Get that microphone real close to you because I want to hear the story and make oh. sure everybody can hear you guys. All right. All right. Uh, there we go. So that's nice. So uh, where in Ontario are you guys exactly? It's kind of a small town, right? Yeah, yeah, we're in St. Jacob, so Kitchener-Waterloo area. Okay. And how long have you been open? Uh, six years. Really? Were you uh, a pro brewer before anybody, or uh, did you have another life, as a, another career? I, I'm an accountant by trade. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm just a connoisseur. Got it. And yeah. I, I, I mean, I... I have literally only brewed beer for a living. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I've been doing this for like 10 years now. Um, how old are you, can I ask? I'm 32. They're okay, a little baby. He's a baby seller. <laughs> he does look young. I don't look a day past twenty nine. So, in other words, like what you were in, in at university, and then your first like real job was a brewing job, or what? I was a musician. Oh, there it is. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> no. Turns out you don't make a living like jazz. So. No, I I tried to do the same thing. Didn't happen. In fact, the very microphone that you're on, uh, we're all like my when I was in a band. I was like, well, I'm just going to take this equipment and build a studio and try to make a living that way. So I hear you on that. Yeah. So I mean, we uh, the brewery's been around for six years, which in Ontario is a a long time. Okay. Um, the the beer scene yeah. is kind of coming up there. 
So I've got a good friend uh, lives up outside of Toronto in a little town called Mark- whoa, 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 whoa. Markham, as a matter of fact. Is that, is that Toronto or Toronto? Uh, oh, yeah. oh, wait, who says it that way? Well, who doesn't? Is that how you guys say Toronto? Toronto? Toronto. I've never heard that before. Uh, to be fair, my friends that live there are from England, so they wouldn't know either. No, they wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, outside of Markham, though, yeah. Outside of Markham, or in Markham, I think. And I've been, so I've been going there for years, mm-hmm. uh, since before the Brewing Network ever started. And I will say... Uh, yeah, I remember a time where there was no craft beer available to me there. Um, it was long before the Brewing Network even. So we're talking, you know, over 15 years ago. And uh, I shouldn't say none. Maybe there was one or two craft breweries around. So you guys have come so a long way young. since then, right? Yeah, Markham's... Um, but I mean all of us. Let's just talk uh, Canada yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Because you're saying like six years is a long time. And I, I agree with you. Like yeah. you guys are veterans because yeah, yeah. The, the industry there is pretty young. We talk about this all the time, actually. Like, we're probably one of the third, like top third oldest breweries in Ontario. Wow. And so, I mean, and by the way, congratulations. I'm not trying to diminish that, but it is just kind of goes to show you guys are, are, are a burgeoning, 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 burgeoning. industry. Burgeoning. Yeah, yeah we we'll burgeoning. Yeah. You're doing yeah. good, though. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, six years ago, though, were, were you, you know, did people say don't do this? We're not ready for craft beer, or did you feel like it was the right place at the right time? Uh, I still remember my my mom actually telling me don't do that. Really? You're, she she told me I was an idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. but that's a mom's that's a mom's job though. Right? right. Yeah. Was that different than when you were growing up, where suddenly she was like super supportive, and then suddenly like you're <laughs> right. an idiot? Right. Well, it was it's, it's funny because uh, so two years ago I uh, I went to. Uh, visit my brother who was doing med school in uh, Ireland. Okay. And no wonder she, she's so the proud brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I so, have a doctor and a... Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So my, my, my dad actually, we, we went out to a bar, and my dad actually sat me down and said, I apologize. Oh. Okay. You were right. Only two years ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was some time. Four, it was some four years into yeah. this thing. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Huh? And I was like... Well, that's nice, though. Yeah. That's nice that of him. That felt good. That felt good. But he didn't have to do that. They could have just been like, well, we'll see. Was yeah. that like the first conversation <laughs> you, know, you had still with my You still suck. You still suck. Yeah. Oh. Your brother saved ten people last month. <laughs> yeah. What have you done? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. But it is sort of full circle, like... Like uh, they they get them you know drunk they get them to tr- they get customers to turn into alcoholics they sure. have liver problems oh go Set see the owner's brother family hey, business take care of you yeah the family biz preach <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> were your parents uh, investors no no because no. I said fuck that <laughs> yeah. we don't know what he's doing uh, no. they're like oh Jesus Christ how many owners are there uh, there was originally four of us okay. Um, the other one's not living anymore. Uh, actually, JP, one of them did pass. Oh, uh, I was going to... Yeah, I know, JP's always All like, right. All right, I'll be the first to put the foot there, <laughs> right in my mouth. Hey, man. I mean, if you don't mind talking about it for a second, so there were four of you, and I only know from my notes, but one of you did did pass on. What happened? Can we uh, say? Yeah, it was a, like a, a fluke. Really? Like a car accident, I think. So. Oh, oh, damn. Your age also? Or? Uh, he's a little he's young, younger than me. Younger, younger than us. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, How was, long ago was that? Uh, two, two, two and a half, half years. years. Okay. Well, I'm really sorry to hear that. Yeah, no, it's not great, but... Well, what did... So then the, the remaining three, I mean... I would find it like, wow, we have to adjust how to sort of move forward with something like this, too, right? Yeah, it, it was weird. So, I mean, so we, we when we started, it was uh, 
three counts and a and a brewer. Okay, mm. sounds he, like the start of a joke, by yeah, the way. Yeah. But yeah, and, and and he was our brewer. So he was your brewer. Okay, yeah, wow. and uh, you know by by chance he he uh, introduces Kevin. Right before, I oh right, just <laughs> yeah. before. So you kind of were brought on like yeah, as yeah. an assistant so, brewer. So him and I had worked together at another brewery, okay, um, called Wellington Brewery, uh, larger one of the larger operations in our province. And uh, he he kept trying to bring me on, bring me on, bring me on. He kind of wanted to get out of out of the uh, not the biz, but like the day to day. Okay, that makes sense. Sure, so, yeah. Uh, he wanted me on to run the brewery, and then I came on. Finally, the timing was right. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, wow. a couple months after that, he had a freak accident. Just yeah, a fluke. Yeah. Passed away. Young guy, um, Brian, you know, we miss you. Buddy. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm so sorry That's to hear too it. Bad. It is, it is, um, I mean, I'm sure you guys have thought about that. It, it's, it's strange how things work out. It's strange that you were, you know, brought on just before. And so it sounds like at least there was some help with a transition like that. But you weren't just left without a brewer entirely. Are you talking conspiracy theory? You know. Because, <laughs> yeah, you showed up a you little know? bit before it happened. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. Hmm. I don't know. I'm I blame Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, we, no, there but, it is. But, but to be honest, yeah, we were lucky. It's, hey, we're lucky that that happens. Right? Yeah. I, I, and... I think a lot of breweries actually don't really think of that, mm-hmm. that there is that possibility, right? So, of course, yeah. Like, you, 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 you need to, you know, everyone likes beer. Everyone who's starting a brewery is likes beer, right? So you need to uh, get someone in there that has that business mind and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You, you know, you can get, can do that planning and, yeah. and you know, contingency plan for for. For Something almost that, anything, yeah. Yeah, that you don't want to happen. <laughs> you know, I think it's a good, an excellent point that you make, especially because we've covered that topic in a different way in here. The what if? The topic. no, the all all it's ever been actually is what's the secession plan? Yeah. yeah. What about when I what about when I want to leave the company? You yeah. know, what about when Sully's ready to retire? That we've talked about, but we haven't talked about the. What about when it's forced upon us? What about when... And and I think you make a a really excellent point. Like, what is the plan if our... You know, I'm not saying he was your number one, but let's just... What is the plan if, like, the head of the company, who's really brought us this far, disappears? You can say my name. Does the the company dissolve, or do we have a plan for that? I think I'm saying you bring a good point. I don't think you think think about it, because you're you're just trying to get it open and get it running, and you don't like... I don't think you can. No. It's a tough conversation. It's a tough... I mean, so... very adult conversation. It Uh, is, and we... Justin. uh, uh, Americans, (laughs) anyway. I would say maybe just... I would even just say Westerners... We don't like to talk about stuff no. like that, you know? It's uncomfortable. But I don't think it's a bad idea. No, I think it's, it's a fantastic yeah. idea. So, actually, I pitched this that, that same conversation to the uh, Ontario Craft Brewers to, to, to put out as a, a topic for one of our conferences. Yeah. And they're just like, it's, 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 no, dude, and it's a won't tough do it. conversation. It's totally harshy, my buzz. You know, it's hard. Yeah. I think it's important not to just look at things as morbid, morbid and instead look at them as, wait, are we all going to pretend that shit doesn't happen? We're all going to just go on pretending this stuff doesn't happen? Well, I, or we can get together and maybe have some ideas. Yeah, I think, I think uh, to be honest, I think 
every business should have that kind of conversation. Yeah. Well, you should have things I like key man right. insurance. So if one of the one of the partners dies, you can actually then you could pay somebody mm-hmm. to maybe come into the uh, into the organization, or maybe you have to buy them out so that you're not in you know doing business with their spouse or something. Sure. So yeah. Those are those are you know, that's some planning. Like yeah. How what's uh, what's the size of your life insurance policy, <laughs> Sally? <laughs> it's big. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're, you're, huge, you're, huge. Your son's your son's going to do very yeah, well. I, 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 Ryan's like, you know, Dad, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's 7 o'clock. You're passing away anytime soon? <laughs> uh, Dad, it's uh, raining. We live on a windy street. Why don't you take a drive? Just take a drive. Everybody I'll drive. Off. I'll drive. It's fine. Yeah. There's lots of hills in this area. Right. right. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you being uh, forthcoming about that and open about it. And I think, you know what? I, I think people should take uh, uh, your advice and actually maybe put that discussion on the table about what's going to happen. Uh, I, I can finish the conversation here. Yeah. We'll all do It's just, there's we'll no, nothing will happen. <laughs> Everybody's like, bankrupt. And that's <laughs> basically, yeah. You'll be saddled with my debt. Yeah. Is, well, is, does it transfer? That's what will happen. No, because yeah. I've kept you out from it being transferred. Don't right. worry. I protect. That's me protecting you. <laughs> Thanks, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, yeah. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So now here you are, though. You're six years into it. Um, do you only sell at your location? Or are you distributed? Uh, throughout Ontario as well. Uh, most it's like ninety percent through our bar, and then okay, ten uh, percent local. Okay, our our system is a little bit different than it is here. Hang on, something just happened to your microphone. Oh, oh man. There you go. Are Sorry. you back? There you hey, go. Hey, there we are. Hey. Yeah. yeah, you guys have a weird state-run. Yes, yes, you do. Liquor. Whoa, 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 whoa! Um, state, state, Pro- mm, provincial. Yeah, our oh, government. Is that what it, oh, sorry. Are you a province? Yeah, a province. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking so, loyalty. how dare you? See, and the New Zealanders would have brought that up way more politely. <laughs> I told you. Yeah. The New Zealanders, you know, you guys are known as like the nice people on earth. I think New Zealanders make you guys look like assholes. That's how nice they are in New Zealand. <laughs> I'll take it. Graham is an asshole. So you have different, you don't have like a three tier system. No. So we, um, no. 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 <laughs> oh, hell no. It, it, it's similar. There are similarities, but uh, we can't. Um, we can't sell. We don't have like liquor stores. You can't go to a liquor store. All the liquor stores are owned by the government. State-run stores. Yeah, you don't yeah, have privately owned liquor yeah. stores. Provincial, okay. provincial, provincial. Yeah, provincial. Okay. Um, look, it's just like the metro. Just convert state to yeah, provincial. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. We were talking about this today, actually. What is a mile? Uh, Five thousand four hundred eighty-two feet. Don't know. Or something like that. It's Four at stones. least like one point six k. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it not a? Try that wire again. Why not a kilometer? Why not a kilometer? You know, that's a good question. And I think because our oppressive overlords, the British, which you guys haven't yet had the courage to throw (laughs) off the yoke of imperialism, but we decided to go our own route and now we pay for it. Right. That's all right. We pay for it in stupidity. That's right. So, all right. So you have, uh, so I've been a few times. So you have what's called a LCBO. LCBO is the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. Yes. Okay. I'm going to have you move to that chair right there. Um, it's not you. It's me. See, Canadians. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Sorry, I, sorry, sorry your sorry. microphone doesn't are you, work. Yeah. Are you breaking up with them right now? <laughs> sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> Make sure that button's on. Okay, there you go. On this one? There you go. There we go. Now we can hear you. So you have the LCBO. Yes. Um, uh, so the only, the only places you can buy um, beer besides the brewery or besides the winery or whatever okay. is, um, is at... You know, at the spot or at the LCBO or what we have uh, called the beer store. So, all right, and I want to get <laughs> great to great name. Which, yeah, yeah, you the guys- beer store owned by your own 
Owned by Molson, Molson owned by yeah. Labatt. So I want to yeah. get to that in a second. And and by the way, Canadians, very clever. Yeah. The beer uh, what, store. Hey, what do you want to call uh, it? <laughs> yeah. What do you want to call what? The beer store. Perfect. It's not in French, though. No, so what do you want to call it? <laughs> but the LCBO store, which sells... Um, do they sell beer at the LCBO, too? Yes. Yep. Okay, so beer and then liquor and wine, all through them, unless it's sold in-house by the manufacturer. Yes. Okay. Correct. And... But so then the state must be like the largest purchaser of alcohol. That is the LCBO in the country. The LCBO the is the largest in the world. In the world, yeah. Smart move, Canada. So, so <laughs> they, when you think about, about it, it's fucked. It's fucked. Like when you think that Ontario has the largest purchaser of alcohol in the world, right? Bigger than Costco, bigger than Walmart. Do other provinces work different in yes. Canada? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it's just Ontario that has the state run. Yeah. Interesting. So each each province has its own system. Each, um, each province has its own liquor board. But because we're the most populous okay. province, we have the most I see. Okay. sales. Which is nice because sometimes they... Um, like they swing their deck around and they get really nice prices on things. Yeah, because of their purchasing power. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that's the LCBO, which is, that just kind of blows my mind, but good... For Canada, I guess, to make some cash on it. But the beer store, <laughs> the beer store is actually what really boggles my mind because it's too. not owned by the government. It's owned by Molson Coors, you say, right? So it's 49% Molson, 49% uh, Bud. Okay. And then 2% Sleeman. So whenever so when these laws were being made, the Canadian government decided, well, look, we're going to control this big chunk over here. But somebody or multiple somebody's clearly lobbied enough to say, well, you better give us a piece, too, or else. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to fig- figure how this went down. It's crazy because, you know, in, in the beer store world, they're the only ones that can sell two floors. What's that? A uh, case. A case. A case. A case of beer. Got it. So okay. if you want to buy a case of beer, the only place you can get it is at the beer store. See, we call them in America 24. We don't f- say 2-4. We say we flats say, sometimes. Say, oh, so you can flat, buy a flat. Sorry, my bad. My bad. Yeah. You're fine. Same. You're fine. So, <laughs> all right. So it's the only place you can do that. So the only place you can buy, like, in what, what's that? Just like a volume discount to get a 24-pack. Yeah. So there's different laws actually in place for... The beer store versus the LCBO, which is government run. It's but crazy. The, but I mean, I'm not far off. Unless maybe nobody knows the real story, but obviously it was done by a lobby, right? Like otherwise, why would the government even sure. give it up? Absolutely. Allow that to happen? Yeah, they were just like the 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 big breweries pulled their might, and they were like, "Well, listen, if you want to get access to our beer, you're going to cut us in on this deal." Yeah, I, to be honest, I think the uh, beer store started. As a collective, probably mm-hmm. you know, um, pre-prohibition, it was uh, it was a way for the breweries to cut costs and get okay, yeah. distribution out for everyone. And then, as uh, consolidation happened, you know, yeah, it uh, it became what it is, and and now it's owned owned by two breweries. <laughs> so how then? Uh, let's get to like a, a obviously a very relative uh, to- important topic. How then does that affect small breweries in Canada? Because yes, you can sell your beer at the state-run store, the LCBO, and it seems like there's not a lot of conflict of interest there. But the beer store, there's like conflict of interest. So in other words, is it hard for craft breweries to get distribution in Canada? Like that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. When we come down to uh, the States here and you, you see, 
you know, you know, seeing a, a a craft beer available at the airport is mind blowing to me. Okay, <laughs> still not. So I'm just going to have Molson at uh, at Toronto Airport. Oh, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you're 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 you go anywhere in Ontario and you're not getting. Wow. What about in the stores? Are you able to get your beers into the LCBOs and into the, the beer store? Okay, so the beer store, uh, you have to pay the list. Is that right? Yeah. It's so like you, Amazon. you get your seven yeah. for free or whatever, your seven closest for free. You, you have to pay to list there. So I'm paying. What do you mean? I'm paying, I'm paying Molson and Labatt to list my beer. To list? What does it mean to list? To sell it? your beer. To sell it? Yeah. 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 How much? What are you paying? Is this a sliding scale? Uh, is this a per barrel? Is this what uh, do you pay? It's, it's per skew. Okay. So if you have a six pack versus a single bottle versus a yeah. single can. So even. are you saying you get oh. seven skews on the house? Is that what you were your saying? Seven closest stores. Seven stores. Yeah. Oh, your seven closest stores you get for free. Yeah. But anything outside of that, you're paying them per skew. Well, that yeah. seems reasonable. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a decent. I mean, know, why short... wouldn't you pay your competitor? That's to... right. Yeah. I'm We're, sorry, I didn't realize we were interviewing a brewery from Russia. This sounds like the weirdest fucking communist thing I've ever heard of. Let's get the yeah. circle out. And, and and so what, what this means is that like nobody, you don't buy craft beer at the beer store. You buy craft beer at the LCBO. Because the LCBO, they don't charge you. They don't charge you. It's free. It's government run. But they have their own sort of listing process. Um, Do they have to let you in at the LCBO if you're no. a Canadian? They don't. No. Okay. Yeah. So how do they how do they decide? Put it this way. Put it we, can, we can mail you beer. Put it this way: I was right. applying for a summer seasonal yesterday. Okay. Because somebody was drinking and said, "I don't really like the hop aroma in this." Or no. that well, you're saying the process takes that long. Yeah. You're you're applying for your yes. summer yes. seasonal uh, now. Yeah. Okay. It's fucked. But you were denied. Why? No, I, I, I don't know if we're denied. Oh, I think I'll, you said you were. You just saying I'll, this is how long the process okay. is. I'll get back to yeah. you in six months. Okay. Wow. wow. <laughs> But can they deny you? They let you in? Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, yeah they, they can, can deny, deny you. So what's the basis of the decision? I mean, the, the, that's a really good question. We, 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 I think there's, like, hop overlords that are overlooking the beer there, and they're like, ah. Wow. No. So no. it's like a no beer Safeway for you. or a large retailer here in the United States where you have a private, like, and there's a beer buyer who's making decisions on what to buy. Yeah. But, but it's crazy because it's a government monopoly. Right. Yeah. Does Canada want to borrow the Declaration of Independence? Um, Steal it. it was a really good document. It seems it Are you worked. talking about the 21st Amendment? <laughs> yeah. right, here we go. Nice plug. I'll take yeah. <laughs> what about getting your beer into bars? Who distributes to bars? So we don't have to. We can sell directly to a bar. You can. Like if, you, if you guys as the Hop Grenade want to. Um, order a beer from us. We can. I can just like walk it over to you. I okay. think you're looking at the worst sales rep in the history of beer. And okay, it's me. it is me. Great I stuff. see. Because you don't do this yet, is what you're saying. No, we do. We okay. do that. Okay, but I suck at it. But well, I guess what I'm All asking right, well, is, okay. who? Who? If you don't do it yourself, though, there's got to be an entity that distributes beer to bars. It's this guy. So, yeah, but is there, we, we, don't, we don't have distributors. Okay. You don't have distributors. No. So if I were to go to any bar in Ontario and find uh, something other than Molson, uh, Coors, Budweiser, it's because the craft brewery delivered it there themselves. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I love, I love these shows when it's like another country or something like that, and it's like, what is going on there? I know. Especially when like, it's a country wild. that we consider to be very so modern savage. and turns out sounding yeah. like it's the third world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, when they flush their toilets, it goes counterclockwise. Is yeah. that in Canada? Yeah, I to, thought yeah. so. Or that far north. Because... <laughs> on a horse. Okay. In, in, uh, in California, 
it was it was a big deal that brewers are allowed to self-distribute like that. But at the same time, it's a big advantage to growth that they also have other opportunities to distribute like that. I can't imagine that you guys can plan for, for some real growth across Ontario you unless big? you hire a massive team of people to distribute this beer every day. Valid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> valid. So it, it's a big it's a big province. Yeah. It's a very big province. Canada's yeah. a very big country. Yeah. Um, most people oh. don't distribute outside of their province. Okay. Um the entire population of California is in, or sorry, the entire population of Canada is in California. Okay, right, right. yeah, today, so, <laughs> right, today, we're all here. We are yeah. here, fam. Which means that, like per capita, you guys have a lot of breweries, but it's because you're spread out and yeah. and the population's lower. And, yeah, yeah, so most people don't distribute outside of their province. Okay, um, there's a few bigger places that do that. But for the most part, we just kind of keep it in, keep it local in, 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 in our like keep it local. Like I mean, it's like wow, twenty four hour drive to go to the next province, right? But we just like we don't we don't go bigger because we don't have to like spread out that much. So you work with the system you're given. I guess sure. is what I'm trying to get at. Well, and that makes sense, and I understand that. I guess I'm just. And forgive me for doing so, but just pointing out like some of the ways it also holds you back, and that's just from. From knowing the brewers I know here, yeah, you would. I mean, how are you? How do you scale if you want to, like, you know, build a hundred barrel, one hundred sixty five thousand square foot brewery? How do you do that? You don't, right? <laughs> I, I think you don't. Yeah, I think it's tough. It's uh... wow. And not that. By the way, that doesn't mean that's the only way to do it. I, I'm not no, pooing on the but, way you're doing it, but, but it's just a valid yeah, thing. Like, like, if you, you want, you know, when limited. I met when I met Sully, he's like a, a small brew pub in San Francisco, you know, yeah. and now he's a, a regional brew pub because there were uh, there were methods for scaling, and there's literally not whoa, methods. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you taking you know all the credit for his success? Oh, hundred percent. He knows that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it happens every week, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're just flying in for the show. Right. I put up with this on a daily. Exactly. Here's your email reminder. It's Tuesday morning. Just to remind. Mind you that uh, I, exactly. Justin Crossley, am responsible for your live. I, yeah. I got it. I know. Thank yeah. you again. You're just Thank hearing you. what happens on air. He has to, right. This is a daily thing. Yeah. All right, let's do this because I've almost finished mine. I like it so much. Let's talk about your Hellas that was in our glass. Um, so uh, tell us about this beer, you guys. I know that you do a lot of mixed fermentation uh, beers as well, but clearly you like your lagers. Tell us about the Hellas. Yeah. So we. Um we do, we, we're kind of known for doing like mixed firm stuff, um, but we really enjoy um, the German kind of Hellas. Mm-hmm. Like the, it's it's weird to say this without like promoting our own beer garden as well. Um, That's okay. You can do yeah. that. You don't have to apologize. No, you're here to promote. Go okay, for it. Cool. Yeah. Lean so into it. Lean into we, it. We have this. We started a beer garden, Village Beer Garden, in, okay. in our town um, as just like another outlet for a way to, for us to sell beer. Uh, and and like you're allowed to do that. We can do that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a little more complicated than your guys' like tap room kind of laws or whatever that is here, but like, so you did a village beer garden. We have the village beer garden. We um, started making the Telus because we wanted a nice traditional German yeah. beer. Yeah, good that. call. We're in a very German area of Canada. Our town used to be called Berlin. You know, oh, oh nice. Wow. Okay, till the war. Yeah. yeah, I told you it sounded communist out there. <laughs> <laughs> socialist, socialist. socialist, sorry. Um, all down. So, anyways, yeah. it's 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 pretty like normal. Like this is a nice traditional Hellas. Yeah, it's a it's a easy drinking beer. It's just Pilsner malt. It's um, carafoam. It's a little bit of wheat sauce. Like just this beer is meant to be drank in large quantities. 
Canadian oh, malt, Canadian malt, or German malt? Uh, that is Vireman Pills. Okay, yeah. oh, wow. nice. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. We use a lot of Vireman. This yeah. is a great beer. Thank you. This is very good, and its name is interesting. It has some history behind the name. It's, what is it called? Ho- is it Hollinger? Hollinger. Yeah. Hollinger Hellas. Yeah. And what significance does the Hollinger name have to you guys? So, well, we, we just bought the uh, a beer garden in town, and uh, that's the family that started Home Hardware, Hollinger. Which is like the Canadian version of the Home Depot, I correct, think, right? Like correct. a major hardware store chain. Yes. So the Hollinger family started uh, uh, home hardware out of the town you're in. Yes. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's kind of cool. It kind of brings it back. And so your beer garden isn't like a just a piece of land. You bought like an old house that was owned by the Hollingers. Yeah, we bought a house that actually predates Confederation for us. So, okay. Uh, 1865 is the wow. age, age of the house. Uh, Confederation for us. So you know the the country started in 1867 uh so yeah it's kind of cool like we have actually super a house, cool. yeah we have a house that's older than the country and yeah. it's and what it just has like a big patio or a big yard or something that's the huge, beer garden huge patio 100 seat patio nice um terrifying basement <laughs> don't, don't, oh, go down there. don't go down there really yeah. oh what was the house before you got was it like dilapidated or was it like a historical site what was it before you just got it uh it was a it was like a shop like thank god it wasn't a fucking historical site because otherwise okay. i would have torn that thing down so. yeah yeah <laughs> okay so it was just something else so it was in use yeah it was in use it was, okay. a, it was a it was a shop and it had been for sale for a while and i'd always looked at it and like oh it'd be so sick as a Beer garden. Sure. And has that worked out? Is, did people feel the same? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's been pretty cool. Like, uh, I, you know, the, I think the first weekend we opened, it was wild. Like, Kevin and I were working there, and it, it wasn't, we were definitely over capacity. Okay. We, all, like, That's right. we won't tell anybody. We, no, we, we served so. a beer a minute every minute for 10 hours. Wow. Yeah. It was nuts. But what I'm thinking is it, it that's a really good thing because. What about all winter? You guys have like some harsh winter, right? Ah. Are you open? Is it? Are you seasonal? <laughs> is it all outdoor? Yeah. Are you like? Are yeah, you going to be we, open? We do, have, we do have an indoor space right now. Okay. Um, we have an excellent chef, Chef Arturo. He's a Mexican guy, so he's doing like authentic Mexican food, That's which great. is not normal for our area of the world. I'll mm. be the judge of that if it's authentic or yeah, not. I got to come, come up, up and check this. I'll I'll see what Arturo is doing. Mission burrito. Yeah. Um, but wait, but what about the beer garden itself? I mean, the the outside you would not want to sit out there, right? So now. at it's some cold. at some yeah. point you'll shut it down for the season, or you'll just open it on sunny days only. No, like, it's, it's shut down in yeah, okay. October. Got it. Yeah. And then the indoor space <laughs> yeah. you're talking about is is at the house or just just your original space is your at, indoor at the house, space uh, at the house too. Okay, yeah, yeah. so you have a tasting room at your original place, right? Yes. Yeah. And then now you have the house, the beer garden, plus a tasting room inside for when. It's uh, for Chef Arturo, yes, basically, when yes, it's cold. Exactly. It's okay. his house. He lives there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he just lives in the basement he, where it's right. creepy. No, no, he, he, he actually he lives upstairs. Live there. He yeah. lives upstairs. <laughs> I love this. i got to stop making jokes because... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, he only has one leg, JP. Anything else you want to call out? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> He's been arrested eight times in the last... Uh, none of this is in my notes. Don't no. worry. Is, uh, it, is it confusing because your your place is... The, this, this beer garden is the same name as a large you know Home Depot-style business in your area? 
Well, it's not named that anymore. Yeah, we no, don't call not. it Home Hardware Beer Garden. Maybe you should. What do you call it? Oh, the Village Beer Garden. Oh, okay, because right. we are in the village of St. Jacobs. It's okay. just it just uh, formerly owned by the yes, by the yes, family. Yes, yes. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Is the, the family still around in town? Like, do they have some giant mountain they live on top of? Or <laughs> no, the, I think I, actually the original owner, like the guy who started uh, Home Hardware. Uh, passed away just like two years ago. Okay, oh, but you, way to you, go, Justin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but he was yeah. he, he was walking around town like like a boss every day drinking beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's having a good time. Really? Yeah. Did everyone just Mr. Hollinger? There yeah, he is, yeah. Mr. Everyone, Hollinger. Everyone knew him. That's so it was cool. Crazy. I like that. Good for him. And the family, like uh, when you, the, the beer of the same name as their family, like they don't. They oh yeah, like they, uh, did they did they did they like that? Yeah, yeah, like oh they have a Hollinger Hellas. Yeah, I mean I think it, yeah. Did no you one, get a letter? No. Uh, not for that one. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Uh, yeah. uh, but you've gotten letters before. Yes. Nah. About what? If you're not getting sued, you're not trying. Nobody you know? sues anybody in Canada. That's right. It's all just letters. It's no, there's no actual lawsuit. How's that hop grain thing working? For you? <laughs> <laughs> right. But that's because we're assholes. Yeah. Of course we They were serving here. Pliny the Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pliny the Hollinger, Ontario. That's right. All right. We also have, before I, I get us to a break, your King Street Saison, which is one of your flagship beers, right? Is yeah. One of your first? Yeah. So King Street was like the first beer that we, um, this is prior to my time there, but um, the first beer that was ever brewed. Hmm. And I remember um, Brian, our, our friend, yeah. who started the brewery, we were just like, man, you're making a Saison? You're making a 4% Saison? Like that? What are you doing? You thought like it was this, that, you sh- that he should. I thought it was crazy because it wouldn't be popular. Yeah. Okay. But uh, it has. It's like our flagship, man. It's what everyone comes in. They drink. They know King Street. Like it's what you're known King for. Street. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. It's a geographical name. What's the block three about? I thought that maybe that was geographical too. It, it's uh, the uh, plot of land that we're we're situated on. So when they divided up the native lands, they broke it up into blocks, and block three is. Where St. Jacobs is. Got it. On King Street. Yeah. You say Little St. James? Is that what you said? St. Jacobs. Okay. I was going to say. Ooh. Some Epstein shit going on here, maybe. Oh. <laughs> oh, hey, now. Hey, now. No more links to that. Just checking. Yeah. It's but, real. yeah, pretty, pretty Yo. easy. Like, Super easy drinking saison. It's very dry. Here. Very easy. <laughs> uh, a lot of, uh, lot of sauce in there. Uh, Lusterian Goldings. Okay. Used for, like, the late hopping in there. And then... Um, do you filter it? Because it's crystal clear, too. We do not filter that, no. It's just crystal clear. Biofine. I use Biofine. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, Was well, it always well, like that, or did well, you introduce the, the Biofine? I brought in the Biofine for sure. Yeah. Okay. That I just, I don't know. I don't really want yeast in, in my beer. It sounds weird. You don't have but to apologize. No, we're it's appreciating okay. that. Yeah. And I can see why this is po- your most popular as, as a flagship, too, because it's not... It's not super barnyard or farmhouse like like a saison could be. Mm-hmm. Um, it is more on the cleaner, dry side. It's clearly a saison. Don't get me wrong. It has a nice little, um, I don't you know, kind of a Brett character, a tiny farmhouse, but light it, tartness. I can see that if I'm not a craft beer fan. This beer isn't going to offend me with some like weird saison flavors. It's very accessible. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like super. It isn't approachable, especially for that style. Because like you're saying, that could be a funky ass style, dude. Saison Absolutely, can go way the funk out there. Oh yeah, yeah. And this keeps it sort of middle of the road, and it does have a, a, a firm bitterness mm-hmm. at the end too. So if you're a fan of that and you want to try reaching out for new styles, it's definitely something you would reach for. Yeah. 
And the reach. noble hops as as part of that. I think it's yeah. a good idea. Get that like perfumey bitterness kind of. Do you whatever. ferment it cool? Is that why it's not too barnyardy? We or? fermented uh, in metric. Yeah. Go <laughs> what is it? I'll get Hang the calculator. Let me out. open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Get that phone out. Hey Siri. Go ahead. Um, but we, yeah, we we fermented at about twenty three degrees, which is around seventy five. I have no idea. Let's say seventy five. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, and that actually does have a copage of Brett in it too. Um, so it it, okay. start, it starts at like nine five Plato ten ten Plato mm -hmm. goes down to like point five yeah so super dry how long does it does it ferment for it's, this is for us this is about like a three week beer okay oh really yeah yeah so, so it's pretty quick we're not like we're not trying to promote the Brett part of it no and that wouldn't I don't think that would take off nearly as much as as the other ones do because if, yeah it's probably in really slow amounts and three week ferment so, yeah yeah nice yeah. and easy and then yeah we this is actually the only beer we can. Um, we use a mobile canning service to mm -hmm. put that into our liquor stores, and it's like it's like super stable. Which one? The Which? mobile canning service? No, the liquor <laughs> Which store. liquor store? Both. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the only one we have in our province. Yeah. The yeah. LCBO. You're, remember, they're allowed their closest, their closest seven. Seven. Only seven. Yeah. Uh, not more. Not more. No. Not, not more, less. no less. Should we give them eight? Nah. Yes. Seven. Well, actually, though, so how many... Fucking kilometers away is uh, is number seven. I'm guessing it's actually pretty far. Your reach can be pretty pretty far with with seven. Incorrect. We're, oh. we're we're in a pretty populated is, area. Okay, so, so seven's oh, not that far away. No. Interesting. Okay, they're actually all in a strip mall. <laughs> it's all seven. Yeah, beer store one. Yeah, beer store two. I like this saison a lot. Now it's oh, funny because this is the second time I've heard kilometers today. <laughs> we're taking an Uber here. Uh huh. And the the uh, the phone or the driver said kilometers. The phone, the phone. Okay, did. Yeah, it was crazy. Phone. Yeah, yeah. The phone. I'm like, like, what? I was gonna say it wasn't the driver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm like, yeah. what? What's going on here? All right. Because yeah. it knew you guys were from Canada and yeah. it transferred. It must have. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Technology <laughs> said everything in French. That's right. wild. <laughs> Uh, they actually haven't seen phones before yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in Canada. Time, so, yeah. Yeah. What is this car? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, this is. I actually, I really enjoyed both nice. these beer. The Hellas was was just a nice German Hellas. Um, like that, you kept it traditional uh, because you guys make some great malt in Canada. By the way, in my experience with other people using it, I will so take credit for that. I like that you use the the wireman in your Hellas too. And then, uh, what about in the saison? Uh, Canadian malt here or? That one is uh, is also uh, Varmin, and then we do um, spout malt, which okay. you can also get from Varmin, yeah. and then uh, some some local uh, wheat malt. Okay, yeah. like how like you know the farmer kind of local? I don't know. We do know a lot of farmers, yeah. but not not for that malt specifically. Okay. Yeah, got it. Do you guys do you buy a lot of Canadian ingredients, uh, Canadian malt for other beers? We do. Okay, um, so we have we do we also have a cool ship. I saw like, that I'm just going to casually drop no, that. Yeah, we I know. We're cool going to get... Don't worry. That's that's our next topic. Yeah. Um, we are... It gets really rural really quickly. Where we're... <laughs> From where you are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> what's, the, like what's, the what's the town again? Uh, St. Jacob's. And what's the population? You know? Like 5,000? 5, yeah. Wait, what? 5,000? Oh, 5, I thought you guys were saying you're kind of big. It's kind of yeah. big around you. Oh, yeah. Our our region, Kitchener-Waterloo... Um, it's like the one of the biggest regions in Canada. It's like see. probably six or seven hundred thousand. But because we have five thousand homeless people, that's, right. uh, that's yeah, just our right. in the courtyard over there. <laughs> yeah, that's just they're our, nice. Just but, put, yeah. put them in the put them in the the park across the street. We yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. where they live. That's their house. Yeah. 
When uh, we do our beer fest there, they're like, this is my house. And I'm like, I know. But I just, <laughs> I need to borrow it for a day. Yeah, right. I'll give it back to you. Cleaner than you found it. So, true story. That has happened. Um, this person, it was a couple years ago, goes riding their bike through. We had just closed it <laughs> off. To get, goes riding through. And the cops had to, like, tackle the poor person. And she was like, this is my house. And I was like, I mean, she's right. <laughs> to borrow it for She's the day. not lying. My fault. <laughs> but I just need it for one day. All right, so small population, but you've got population around you. Are you like? Is it a tourist town? Because why was the why was the the um, yeah? Why are you there? Why was the beer garden bursting at the seams on your day one? Is it kind of a all a, five thousand people came? Yeah, 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 everyone, yeah. everyone. That could be. Yeah, uh, I mean, so St. Jacobs is the home of the. One of the biggest farmers market in North America, actually. So. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you guys have like the biggest everything. You have the uh, biggest uh, liquor buyer ever. You have the biggest farmers market yeah. uh, in North America. That's cool. So you do you get uh, not just tourism, but people from the surrounding area come to St. Jacobs for sure. Yeah, yeah. got it. Okay. And do you guys live there? Are you living? Uh, y'all living in that? Oh that, hell no! On that old house? Yeah, yeah, nobody nobody lives in St. Jacobs. Nobody, yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, you're not part of the five thousand. No, no, no. You live in the. In we, the we live in Kitchener, like the, the nearby city, the large city. You know. Okay. Um, Population six thousand. <laughs> the the large city yeah, guys. Right. Yeah. So I mean, there's, <laughs> there's, there's a payphone downtown. So <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah, Only one. Only one. Can use those Canadian <laughs> yeah. There's a fucking line every day. <laughs> you are, I'm looking at the map right now. You are a, a fair piece out of town. I mean. Fair piece. Fair piece. Fair piece. Wow. Can, on Tinder Sully, right can we make it I there think, on our I, North American tour? Or yeah, is it like how way... long does it take on Bart to get there? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think we up. need to get Sully a new phone. Yeah. <laughs> his flip phone, is, oh, his phone isn't cutting it. <laughs> I'm looking at him like I, I, I'm struggling in watching him do this. <laughs> Use his phone? Yeah. Now who's, yeah. Now who's from the third world, Sully? <laughs> well, I mean, look at our Canada. What do you want? Yeah. America's hat. Just keep talking. <laughs> They got the neural net up there, dude. They just think about numbers. And, and it happens. <laughs> All right, let me do this because we've got some more beer to try, but we got to take a break so we can get to it. So we're going to take a real quick break. And when we come back, we've got more from Block 3 Brewing Company. Hang in there. It's the session. This is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to The Session on The Brewing Network. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We are still speaking with Block 3 Brewing Company out of Ontario, Canada, and uh, tasting some of their wonderful beer. It's been good so far, and I just uh, just got a whiff of the next two in our glass. And they Smells just, great. Yeah, they do. So you guys, we had mentioned earlier, you're kind of big on, on mixed fermentation and, and barrel age, too. Um, is is that sort of how you guys started with with those types of beers? And I asked that because if I was your mother, I would have told you you're crazy too. If yeah. those were the styles you started with, uh, no, I mean we started like the saison was what we started with. And okay. Then, uh, okay. To be honest, I uh, I bought the first bunch of barrels uh, behind our brewer's back. Okay. <laughs> how many years in were, was that? Uh, a year in. Okay. And. I yeah I just bought like because it, you were into that that style yeah I was into that so I just bought twenty barrels and I was like yeah fuck let's just do this okay and what uh, kind of barrels were those first twenty were they wine or? Uh, yeah wine okay 
Yeah, we're not gross and don't do like <laughs> what? Huh? What would be gross? Uh, he, we're um, <laughs> not very big into the the uh, bourbon barrel like. Um, like pastry stout kind of thing. Okay, so, yeah. It's, it's, it's gross. <laughs> you need to you need to speak freely. You're yeah, fine. You yeah, right. it's it's gross. Gross. You're not into it. Okay, so I, I you don't, don't like the, we... you don't like bourbon barrels. No. Okay. All right. I'm no. Not, I'm not a savage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a savage. I love wow, it. I didn't know that was savage. That's, that's <laughs> interesting what happens in Canada. Well, and you guys are a wine region too. So yeah. So yeah. So actually, I remember Fuck I, the bourbon. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. It's gross. Gross. Understood. Casper is gross. And you don't you don't do you, do you drink do you drink bourbon either? No. Yeah, me, I, I me like neither. Bourbon. By the way, I like bourbon. You do but. okay. But do you do you like uh, bourbon bourbon beers like bourbon barrel beers? I don't like the. Um, I like them. I like the flavors that are there. Yeah. But I don't. Um, I don't need a eleven and a half percent alcohol beer. Yeah, understood. You know? Okay. So uh, Graham, when you got these barrels, you were like, "Look, I, I don't want that like over the top shit. I want to, I want something more nuanced, or what?" Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It was weird. Uh, I, or we was actually on vacation, and the the barrel showed up, and I was like, "Oh, fuck!" Hi, <laughs> beans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, so when he came home, he fucking lost it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He's like, "What? what what's going on?" And I was like, "Uh." This is the guy that they passed did, away. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I was like, well, oh, they, they just happened. They just happened. Wait, 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 wait. But he like really was upset. Yeah, yeah. But why? Like, why not? Oh, it's something new we can experiment with. Uh, maybe just a lack of control. Maybe because yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. that was wrong. his department. Yeah, yeah. You presented it wrong. You okay. should have said, "Hey, I got a little present for you." Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's it's, a gift. It, it was my fault. It it's was a my happy fault. accident. Okay, fair, fair. We're we're like pretty close to wine region. Uh, yeah, Niag- the Niagara region is is fantastic for wine. Been there, bought bought iced wine. Iced oh. wine's a big deal. Yeah, it's yeah. a big it's a big thing there. Yeah, couldn't even um, drink it till it melted. Uh, or something? <laughs> no. Ice wine is is so ice wine is the wine equivalent of uh, wet hop beers, where basically they have to <laughs> not gross. pick... Yeah, <laughs> but again, not gross. They have to pick the wine, uh, the grapes, rather, when it's below freezing. Yes. And Be- below negative eight. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. so it's even below. Yeah, There's yeah. like a whole thing to make that like um, certification to be ice wine. I see, yeah. yeah. And it also, it all happens like in one night, yes. basically. Yeah. On yeah. the first freeze that's below eight, right? Oh, yeah. First freeze of the season that's below eight, the farmer, they get out there, and it all has to be completed that night. So it's a it's a gnarly process. Uh, it's, uh, again, like wet hop beers, very wasteful. You you buy small bottles of ice wine, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can't get yeah. a lot out of it. But well, I really enjoyed the product. Why don't you just freeze grapes? Hey! They did. Oh, Why don't you just freeze on. grapes? Mother Nature like, did. No, like in a freezer. They're waiting you know. for Mother Nature to do yeah. it. You just, you just pick them, and then you can freeze them. No, it has to happen on the vine. Yes. Because yeah. really nothing though, freezes in California. There's rules there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but we do frost burn, so you watch out, young man. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, you do have a great wine region, is what I'm saying, yeah. and I enjoyed what came out of it. So, so, we, so Yeah, we get, a lot of, we get a lot of wine barrels. Um, so a beer like this, like Mauve, is... Um, it's one of our wine barrel aged beers, and like we're not looking for the wine character. We're not looking for um, the oak character out of it necessarily. We're just kind of doing the mixed firm thing and yeah, and seeing what we can get from. 
from that biodynamic kind of wine stuff. You know? So, but you started out as like, no, this isn't what we do. And in fact, even the brewers like, what the fuck just happened? But now it's kind of part of, it's really a big part of what you do. Did that transition take place over over a long time, or all of a sudden you guys were like, no, this is we love this, we love barrels, we love mixed. I think we always love barrels. And, okay. And I, I, when we when the barrels happened, it was like he was pissed, but at the same time he was not. Right. That's what I'm thinking. I'm, I, I, that's why I asked you to clarify. Like, was yeah, yeah. he really mad, or he just was like annoyed with you? It's like a, yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like he was annoyed with you. Yeah. For but sure. not mad about the barrels. No. No. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah, he's like, oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you, so then, fairly quickly, you're like, no, let's 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 do something with this. Yep. And now I think I read you guys try to put out something out of the barrel like uh, once or twice a month, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We we've grown since I started there from, uh, we had like maybe 20 barrels when I started to like 130 now. Okay. Um, which is it's sizable, man. That's when you get them out, that's when lot, you get yeah. that big, it's like kind of hard to keep track of. Where are we going to put these? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what's in them? <laughs> yeah, what's in them? Yeah. Beer. Um, yeah, beer's in there somewhere. Where's so tell that? us about the Mauve, which is in our glass, because this is a, a great beer. Thank you. Um, so this would have been, it went into our fooder. We have a couple different, um, we have like a, a gold, we have a brown, we have a amber, as kind a of wort okay. that goes into the fooder, and then those would go into the uh, barrels. So we have a a ten heck fooder, so a thousand liters. Okay, whatever that is. In, in That's fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. I'm getting tired of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're good. And then so that that really goes into four wine barrels really nicely. That's a nice volume for that. Okay. And then uh, we would then blend that and then put it on fruit. Basically. Okay. So that like base wort going into things getting sour tastes good cool put on fruit okay away we go i think we used oregon fruit puree on that so this so mauve your base beer is probably your golden wort yeah and then uh, it looks like raspberries uh, yes raspberries yeah yeah yeah. which go into the barrel you are a smart man uh not in the barrel we have (laughs) we have fruiting tanks but yeah yeah i see so you'll age that golden in the barrel on its own before you do the fruit yes i see then go into stainless uh, where you where you put the fruit in? Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we like obviously Canada is like a frozen wasteland six months of the year, so we can't get fresh raspberries all the time. I see. Um, not like down here where avocados are basically free. They're growing yeah. out yeah. of the, yeah. like, <laughs> in, the, in the square outside. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So do you for that reason you you only do this at certain times of year, or do you use a puree? Uh, we'll use yeah Oregon fruit puree. Got it. Yeah, when it's when it's. Awesome. There's no shame in that. Uh, we all do that. No, Oregon, their, their, their yeah. stuff yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah Oregon fruit is awesome stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, by the way, I think has like that bright, fresh fruit flavor Thank that you. that uh, that we're all looking for, and that I think Oregon fruit does well. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 great stuff. Um, this segment what? brought to you by Oregon right, fruit. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah when, it's, it's super bright. I mean, the 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 aroma is amazing. I mean, it's got this nice sweetness and this tartness on the backside. It kind of reminds me of a tartar version of New Glarus's. Um, you know, a couple of their bottles they do, uh, fruit beers they do. Their I'll ra- take that. Their raspberry. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. And you know. I would say I would agree with you about more tart, but less sweet than yes. than Nuglaris, in my my opinion. Yeah. Also a fan of Nuglaris, by the way. But I think this one's like, yeah, a little drier, less sweet. Um, yeah, kind of like a. What What's the ABV on this? Uh, to, six five. Yeah, I was, I was I was just gonna try to compare the the golden base to like a Duval or something, like a. Without the Belgian, but like a like a golden strong, 
Um, Their heads just exploded. You uh, see that? Uh, yeah. Hey, Duval's, like, Duval's oh like my, my favorite hangover believer. Oh, it's a it's, it's a fantastic yeah. hangover. He's, he's yeah. not walking out here. So. Yeah. And <laughs> did you hear what he said? <laughs> oh my god! It's like Duval and New Glarus. And then the with the fermentation is this. Do you pitch every time, or is this from the barrel? The, the, uh, that that would definitely be we we don't repitch into our fooder. Okay, um, not very often, anyways. So the fermentation just comes on what's in the fooder. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, the, like the souring and the bread yeah. aspect of it and everything that because comes from what's in the fooder in the wood. It ha- it's it's nice and it's tart and it's complex, but it doesn't have a lot of. Um, well, there's no off flavors that I'm picking up. There's so no, it's I, not funky. I was thinking you inoculated. I thought maybe you pitched. That's a nice clean fooder you got. You, you know Thank what I mean you. by clean? Like it's it's funky, yeah, it's but it's not sourness. Yeah, yeah, without a, a bunch of the bullshit that I could usually complain about, like some cardboard and some oxidation and maybe some bitterness that doesn't belong there. None of that's there. The fooder is saying, "Well, thank you, Justin." Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy I did my job right. Yeah. You, I think you did. You bottled it well. How long did it sit uh, between the fooder and the barrel, and then sitting on the fruit and yes. the stainless? How would have probably been about a year and a half. This beer is about a year and a half old. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then uh, like let's say about two three months. Uh, bottle conditioning. You do bottle you, condition, okay? Yeah, this was bottle condition. Um, I really hate THP. That's yeah, like that, yeah. like um, I've only just learned of that. Yeah. Get. yeah, I hate THP mm-hmm. so much. I think I'm like really sensitive to it or something. So to get rid of it is why you age it in the bottle longer, or what? Yeah, okay. We let it sit around a lot longer than maybe we financially should <laughs> because <laughs> it will clean itself up. That, yes, I see. Hopefully, is this beer at the LCBO? No, no. Is it at the? Is it. it ever at the beer store? This can only be bought at the brewery. No, at the only brewery. the brewery. Yeah, it's interesting because just you know, drawing a comparison to the beers down here, you have no warning on here. You have no like, there's no yeah. address for the yeah. brewery. There's no <laughs> statement right. of process. There's no you know legal stamp. There's I feel, no like, like, I feel like every other country is like because all of that is common sense. Yeah, we don't have to. <laughs> you bought the beer at the brewery. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. do I need to put the fucking address on there? Right, yeah. right, right. There's no, like a warning Same thing with or, the warnings. Yeah, don't yeah. drink when you're pregnant. Yeah, we fucking know. Uh, yeah, no one got cancer. Or yeah. you do it anyway. <laughs> or, and even like going to like your beer garden. It's like, this is the designated area. Do not step out. Do not bring children. If yeah. you drink, you have to eat. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. You go to Europe and it's like, what are you talking about? This is the bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, daughter, my, my daughter, Serge, who's four, will bring your wine shortly. <laughs> she made this yeah. wine. She's been drinking it for years. Serge. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you tried to sell this beer outside of the tap room? Put it on the shelf anywhere? Or, or, and nah, that's, it, it's not feasible. Hmm. It, it's you, a process to, to list it. I the, would have to start this a year ago. Oh, well, well here's, the bottle for a while. Here's where I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> All these lazy Canadians over here. Touche. I'm going to suggest no, no. though a different approach for this particular beer. It should be at every high end restaurant in the province of Ontario. I think. I think any place that's a foodie place, I think that I think your packaging looks really nice. Yeah. I think the Canadians would be into it. I think that it's a fantastic beer that a bunch of Canadians would be like, "Wait, that's beer!" And I only say it that way because it's what we were, you know, fifteen years ago too, where we didn't know what that sour beer was beer. Mm-hmm. I think that you, you should would. distribute this to and, every and fine dining establishment in your province. Yeah. Guys, that's free. Okay, that's, that, that's free. <laughs> Everything else he says after that's going to cost you money. That's you know, right. I, I completely agree. Do, I mean, do you see what I'm saying, yeah. Sully? I think that this is it's, a. Gr- it's very elegant. It's got some nuances to it. It'd be 
great paired with food. I mean, it's amazing. It's a world-class beer. It is. And I'm just saying I feel like it's hidden away in, uh, in your, your little, in your little town. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, I just I want a case of it shipped to every fine dining establishment in your, in your province. Hey, we'll ship you a case. You know. And, and me too. Yes, yeah. thank you. Uh, but I, it's really it's a great beer. It's a world-class beer. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you so much. That's really kind words. And and for being aged that long, which I think is what adds to some of the complexities, you know, there's a lot of steps that you could have fucked it up and you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I think about that every day. <laughs> you, what's your bottling line like? Because is it, Are you guys bottling by hand? Um, so no. for the sour, so we have, we have two separate streams uh, when it comes to sour or clean beers. Um, I consider the Brett beers clean beers. Okay. We, we use a lot of hot water to clean things. Um, so we have a Mahin. It's a really old Mahin. Uh, it must be fun for you. <laughs> it's great. It's super fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Canadian nice there. That's good. Yeah, Kevin's like, there's no, lot, Mahin. I, I have mean, it tattooed I, to my body. I love it. <laughs> um, but then we, uh, for the, the bottle condition sours, we have like an old Graveller. Like, it can do counter pressure, but we don't use it. We okay. kind of like rip through and... But because they're bottle conditioned, they can tend to be a little more shelf stable and clean themselves up, right? Yeah, they're a little more um, forgiving. Okay, say. yeah, that makes sense. But that's like literally only for the the sour beers with the bread and the lacto and things like that. Okay. All right. Well, now I just want to get on to the next one because because that one was so good. The the next one is called uh, Fickle Mistress, right? Yes. And is this a special version of the Fickle Mistress, or is it always like this? It has uh, a blueberry and cranberry, I think you said? Yeah, this is a special edition, if you will. Yeah, so Fickle, um, we went out, we've done some trips, we tried some beers. Uh, it's it's a kettle sour. We do this probably maybe once every two weeks, like every ten days, something like that. Okay. So and, this one's popular for you. You brew a lot yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally we dry hop it Citra Mosaic. We brought you guys a fruited version. We do a fruited version of this maybe every month. Mm. About. Um, so this one being cranberry and uh, blueberry. Yeah. We kind of just like throw darts at the board and choose what fruit. Okay. Coming up. Like, yeah. To be perfectly honest. Yeah. Hey, man. Everyone needs a process, and that's just as <laughs> yeah. good of a process yeah, as seriously. sitting there and go, well, let's really put a lot of. Like, who ca- at the end of the day, it's going to taste good. Yeah. It's true. It just depends on what you want to yeah. work with at the time. Yeah. I'm so, yeah. kind of like underselling it, but like, we're, we're happy with the base beer, and yeah. it sounds like crazy for us. Is the base also the golden. Uh, and this one? No, so no. this one's a little bit different. Um, Pilsner Mall, a little bit of wheat to give it some body, and then uh, then Citra Mosaic, like I said, and then in the Whirlpool, and then uh, Dry Hop with Citra Mosaic. Okay. And then if we're doing fruit, we might change the Dry Hop depending on what the fruit is, just to just go off. Compliment. Yeah, yeah, to go <laughs> off what I feel like that day, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it sounds pretty arbitrary. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, I, it's almost I like definitely, you're calling like the rep from Oregon Fruit Products. Like, uh, Suzanne, what do you think we should do today? <laughs> what do you yeah. think we should sell, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah. What's She's on? Like, well, cranberries on sale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll do cranberries. Hundred percent that comes up. <laughs> so, but this is so it's a kettle sour. You said, yeah, kettle first, sour. Yeah. So we pitch. Uh, we use all. I will scar- say this is actually Pacific Coast fruit. This one was yeah. This okay. batch was Pacific Coast. Okay, um, Canadian ingredients. Canadian. All right. Yeah. It's about time you paid some homage to your own goddamn yeah, country. That's right. <laughs> the only thing on Canada right now, I can do it. <laughs> hey, I will see you. Actually, with you. I can see you. Too. Yeah. Um, all right. So kettle sour sits overnight. Kettle sour. Yeah, yeah. So we use um, Escarmin Labs yeast. Um, so in this case, they're lacto. Uh, pitch it overnight. 
okay. the whole thing, the whole process. And then uh, this is kind of just like one of the wort streams, I guess, like a sour wort stream that we then decide to make fruit because mm-hmm. we have way too much fickle. In- <laughs> 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 okay, so you brew a large batch and you portion some of yeah, portion some sure. of it out to yeah, do, yeah. to experiment yeah. with. You're yeah. right, portion. You're right, portion. Yeah, portion. Uh, look, I could say process, but <laughs> hey, I'm not going to. So this one to me, um, less tart, quick. a little sweeter um, than the uh, than the the first one than the mo- than the mauve, and I think that I that to me is pretty common with with kettle sour. Yeah, uh, complexity is a little less than when you when it's been sitting around more for a, a year and a half, a little more mild. Um, yeah, but uh, but one I want like a pint of, not just a little sipper cup because of that. Like it's just a little more mild. I can drink this by the pint. Well, it's tart, not sour. Is yeah. how I kind of look at kettle sours. They're not really. They don't have that that sour mouth puckering acidity. Yeah. it's more tart. Right. Yeah, they're, which they're, they're almost like underdeveloped. I think. Yeah, and. I was worried about the cranberry. I think that's a tough one to use, and it could be bitter. And uh, I think this one came out nice. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's maybe it's the blueberry rounding rounding it out. But cranberry, I'm like, oh fuck! If the dart hit that for me, if I'm you, I'd be like, oh shit! That's practice. I'm warming up. <laughs> Two out of three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because cranberry, because to me, cranberries have like almost a flavor that you could describe as like a tannin mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. texture. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, and they're, they're tart. Yeah, yeah. I, I would it never describe like this that, as like panic. It's like not. No, no, no. But yeah. but but it's it's the, it's distinctly cranberry. But it's almost that cranberry tartness that sort of dries up rather yeah. than just as like oh it's funky and you still have the beer underneath it. It still it helps sort of refresh your palate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you ever just had like. Um, you know, just like pure cranberry juice, because you're supposed to like drink that for your kidneys or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of it's rough. It's, yeah, it's rough, and the bitterness and the dryness, it's all. So anyway, it, it doesn't have any of that. It's a nicely. That's why they're mostly like uh, mixed with like apple juice. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're back sweetened. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Or, or vodka. Your cran apple or, or some yeah. vodka. This in beer there. would go great with vodka. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, like with the claw. that's yeah. a good Big idea. Windy. That's a great idea. Um, you got Bez interest. Yeah. So, are you still all wine barrels? Yes. You haven't gone yeah. past. So, if someone like shows up and they're like, "I brought you this Heaven Hill barrel from uh, the Bourbon County," you'd be like, "Cool. We need to have a fire today, anyway." <laughs> yeah, you're gross. <laughs> uh, we have done actually some exchanges. There's a cidery not far from us, so we've done some cool stuff with them where we take, you know, one of their old barrels, okay, put beer in it, and then give it back to them after. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay, but yeah, we, we don't do a lot of stuff with with whiskey barrels. No, because they're gross. I'll Sounds take them if anyone wants to give me one. Like, then, you know, yeah, yeah. Like you're not into this at all. I feel like one day you're going to make yeah. one, and what you need to do just is just like it. not say what it is, Kevin, and then go and go like, hey, just do behind uh, his back like he did the other. Yeah, day. just go. <laughs> hey now, we just go, Graham. Hey, you should try this. I got this new and, wine barrel in. Hey, luckily, Kevin thinks. Whiskey barrel aged beers are gross. <laughs> we'll see. I love the fact you're so against it. It's like, it's yeah, awesome. Right. You gotta like, draw a line, man. I know. You gotta draw a line. I feel like that's your, sure. and, and, that's, and a, that's an important it's line. It's literally yeah. the line between Canada and America and, and, and the U.S. The that's border. Not that's the 49th parallel. Yeah, 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 that's the line you drew. <laughs> you're like, whiskey? Fuck them, cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get a wine from a uh, province. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has to be soft like that. Yeah, it makes it sound like yeah. super, like, yeah, the yeah, fact yeah, that we yeah. only use wine barrels from our province, but it's like, yeah, they're yeah. free. 
Of yeah. course we're going to do that. No, good call. Good call. And in fact, a lot of uh, breweries around here do the same thing, because we're, like, we're wine country, and they're like, yeah, free barrels, we'll take that. Yeah, I can't even imagine how cheap they are around here. Yeah. Well, not, and not always. I think they no, were expensive. at one time. Now I think you guys have to pay for them somehow, well, don't you, you? You have to pay for them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some, it depends on who you know. Sure. So, yeah. And it depends on how many they're getting rid of yeah. that year. Oh, yeah. So... You ever, are there any local distilleries that you guys could work with and get barrels from them for like a, like a gin like this like this this uh, beer aged in like a gin barrel would be kind of cool yeah so that's barrel aged gin is a thing now I don't know if anybody that's coming that. up that's <laughs> coming up for sure uh, yeah. distilleries have their own set of weird laws with our, laws. our our system mm. yeah um, but yeah like wait what's the weird law there <laughs> there's another one laws. there's so many <laughs> weird laws <laughs> yeah. Um, but Willibald um, is pretty close to us. Willibald Distillery, they make an excellent gin. Um, Dylan's makes an excellent gin. Okay. Um, it's it's there, but it's not it's not quite the same culture level as it is down here, you know? Got it. Like we don't, we don't like have a podcast idiots. about it. <laughs> yeah, well, neither do we, really. So. And you guys have a cool ship, too. We do have a cool ship, yeah. That's pretty exciting. How long have you guys had a cool ship for? For... Two years now, yeah. We'll okay. be coming up on uh, yeah two and a half years. You must be one of the only breweries in Ontario with a cool ship. There's a couple, yeah, okay. but we're, we're definitely one of the first for All sure. Right. Um, and are you using that regularly? Yeah, how? What's so, it's got to be very specific, like the te- yeah. The temperature yeah, is is the time a, of year. It's kind of weird because you you hear humidity. guys like Jester King being like, oh yeah, it has to be like the right temperature, and we're like, it actually yeah. gets too cold to yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. So we have a very specific window in like November, December, uh, and then like March. So it actually, I, I imagine it's even harder than you're describing because it gets too cold in California too. Uh, we saw the Russian River's cool ship for the first time. He has windows, you know, all the way around, and it's designed so you open the windows, right? For, whoa, 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 he doesn't put for, it just on the deck. For, uh, he yeah. doesn't put it on <laughs> his floating dock like the, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Is that where you guys do it? Yeah, yeah. Any, let everything fall uh, in. See, that's amazing. So you, well, and here, let, let me just say, he was t- he was explaining to me that the first time he did a beer in his cool ship, uh, it, was, it was warm enough outside, he thought, so he opened up all the windows. And uh, then put the, the, you know, it sat there overnight, and he, he put the beer in barrels, and it, he said it just took ages and ages and ages to begin fermenting. And he called his friends, and they're like, yeah, even though it was, you know, whatever, 65 degrees or something, I don't know, what, whatever temperature it was, they were like, it's still too cold. You need to not open all those windows. It needs to be warm inside that cool ship room with the steam from the wort and everything mm-hmm. so that the inoculation kind of starts going by you the time the get he gets it into barrels. False advertising. So, it's not um, a cool ship at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's a warm ship. It'll be a warm ship. A warm ship. So when we went and did the show there, he had put uh, beer in. And unfortunately for my equipment, which ended up frying, um, he only had like a couple windows cracked, um, enough to let air in so that it could inoculate, but to keep temperature back so that it would... But you guys are just sticking it on your loading dock. Yeah. Yeah. So, so which, which sounds the like way, way less the grandiose. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. stick it out there. Let's get this done. So every, every year for our first cool ship batch of the season in October... We um, we invite everyone, like all the other breweries that might not have the chance to see this kind of thing. Guys, yeah. look what we have, and yeah. you don't. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. 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 Please bring us free beers. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Here's Wurt in a rectangle. <laughs> Outside, <laughs> yeah. on a loading dock. Yeah. I'm going to steal that from you, Jake. It's, 
It's your new T-shirt. Yeah. It's a new oh beer God, name. That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. Um, You've gotten three so far. Keep so, going. So we do this. We do this thing. A whole traditional turban mash. Everything like local mall. We have a local uh, monster barn owl. Um, I let him know way in advance how much I'm going to need that season. We make sure our barrels are getting emptied. And then, uh, yeah, we do this this cool ship thing. And the first time we did it, it took over a week for them to start fermenting, oh, like yeah. to, to visibly like yeah. be like high croissant in the barrels. Yeah, and I was like pissing myself the entire yeah, time. You're like, right. I was so like sideways. we just made a multi thousand dollar mistake. Like, right. I was so nervous. It like, wasn't warm enough. You get, you get Graham a little bit drunk and he'll just buy you shit. So. <laughs> Like today. Cool yeah. shit. <laughs> Tesla's for everybody. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Do you think that it's because it wasn't warm enough? Um Yeah, no, I think it was I think it was the right time. I think it was just like hey, you're doing this in November. I mean, is it warm in November? No. Oh. No, nothing's warm in Canada. See, this is so, what I'm saying. That's what like, you said that you did it in November. If you if you look at it like you look at your uh kettle sour, that shit is indoor. And warm because of the thermal mass of the kettle too. It basically it stays. Yeah, yeah. It stays warm all night. And I'm not saying it has to be that warm, but from and I'm no expert, but from this well. particular interview, Vinny was just kind of saying like, "Yeah, man, you, that room like kind of needs heat around it so that it starts happening in the cool ship. It's not that just that it all the stuff jumps in, but like the process gets a little kickstart because it's." I, I can only give you Fahrenheit, but you know I'm I'm gonna say that room when we were broadcasting that day was fucking eighty eighty five degrees all night long. Damn, it sounds awesome. You know, <laughs> and then the next time I fired up my uh, mixer uh, two weeks later, just dead just because also the the moisture in the, in the room. Did you send Vinny an invoice? Uh, no, of course not. I couldn't. Uh, I got it repaired. Luckily, I didn't have to oh, buy a new. Damn. It was expensive. It was our expensive mixer. Okay. And I got it repaired for a couple hundred bucks instead nice. of the whatever couple thousand it cost. Yeah. I definitely think that that is like the terroir aspect of making these wild and spontaneous beers. Sure. Um, so, like my beer, my spontaneous beer is definitely not going to taste the same as Vinny's. Absolutely no, not. it's not. And I'm not suggesting that. I'm just asking about. I'm thinking that this first one that didn't start fermenting for two weeks, it just it was cold. Yeah, it was cold. That's yeah. it. That's, that's it, man. It got cold, and then maybe the stressors on that yeast. Like if a if I pitched a beer and it wasn't fermenting in two weeks, like a normal beer, like our IPA or whatever, <laughs> you're like, well, that's like, bad. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm getting fired. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that conversation is going to happen later. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like you know, so. Well, how the, many batches would you say you've done on your cool ship now? We're up over like twenty. Okay, I'd, I'd have to go look at my notes, but yeah, yeah. And do you feel like now you have it dialed in? Like you know the conditions that work for it, or is it still an ongoing? Every every single barrel is different. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Every single time, like we went, we have about maybe forty barrels, like oak barrels, not like American barrels. Barrels. Yeah. Um, wow. I don't know what that, that volume is, but you have oak barrels. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. Um, so those those oak barrels, we went through and we tasted them, and some of them are. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Some of them are getting dumped. They're terrible. Okay. They are yeah. god awful. Okay. Um, but then some of them are like, holy crap, this is the best thing I've ever tasted. Okay, but nice. that's not that doesn't sound to me like that's not a result of the cool ship, unless one cool ship is one barrel. No, one cool ship's like usually four. Four to six barrels. And are you saying that across those four to six, it varies? Oh, yeah. It does. I, yeah, yeah, it does. Because it then does. it's the yeah. barrel, right? Then, I mean, the yeah, same yeah, word. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a barrel. Yeah. Okay. For All sure. Right. Um, so that's the part you, you still like have to dial in, like, well, these barrels are our good ones, or, the, you know. 
I think that's a thing that people um, don't want to talk about, but 100% it is the, the barrels and the the area that they're in. Sure. Um, you know, people, like, romance the cool ship. Right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which I'm, I'm fully aware that maybe we're not collecting things overnight. Who knows? Yeah. You are. I think you are. I don't think, I think that brewers who use them would tell you that you are. How you then, uh, you know, if you then put it into a barrel that has things that are going to overtake whatever jumped into it, you're negating what happened in the cool ship, right? And you sure, see yeah, I mean? yeah. We're, we're like blasting our barrels with like boiling water. Like we're doing everything we can yeah, to keep okay. them completely clean. I see. Yeah. But how clean are you? You know? I just, the only reason I'm sort of not arguing with you, but suggest, fun, going. suggesting that it happens in the cool ship is that I felt the same way. I was like, what the fuck could really happen overnight in this fucking thing? But. People that know a lot more than I do are they? They all kind of say no. If you if the windows are open, and if you let it sit overnight, it absolutely is happening, and it really doesn't even matter where you are on Earth. Like we all have our own. Um, it's not terroir at that point, but we all have it's our microflora. own microflora. Yeah, yeah, thank you, yeah. thank you. And and it it is doing something, you know. And the, these and these are people who use you know cool ships. So I, I think, and but I thought it had to be very specific at certain times of year, like Cantillon. They only do it like certain times a year. It has to be right. Uh, uh, the temperature has to be right outside because you're getting a lot more True. you know activity, microflora activity uh, in the air. Those things become airborne and then land in your cool ship. Yes. So. I mean, I'm just puzzled by November. I mean, what's... Yeah, you need to do the dead of I, July. I, 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 think, I think when you said it, I was like surprised. I was thinking, well, why don't you do this like, you know, in Doesn't English Dane use a cool ship? Uh, oh, they, they no. Use that for cooling purposes. Open fermenters, yeah. well, but actually, not... They, yeah, uh, it's not for cooling. It's it's for fermenting. Exactly. Yeah, but it's a clean room with an open fermenter. It has like, you know... The yeah, thing with our yeah, timing is... Positive like, air. We, um, it gets too cold. To do it, right? So, like, so the yeast won't survive, right? So you well, nothing, nothing's alive when it's negative fucking twenty out. Well, yeah. but, but I'm saying that. W- well, November is great. That's why we do it then, right? But I, no, because I'm so I'm actually November. saying that your standard for nothing alive is way too low. I think that you you're talking June, May, yeah. June, July, August when it's seventy five degrees at night. That's your cool ship temperature, um, and you should email Vinny or something because he he answers everybody. By the way, um, and and ask about this. Not take my word for it. I think that below. Let me do a little fucking Celsius conversion for oh, you. Oh, here go. Um, you know, but below. I'm going to call it just for fun, and you shouldn't below 18 is not a time to do the cool ship. I think 18C. That's so in in the mornings. Usually when we come in. Our cool ship is uh, about 14 to 18, mm-hmm. and we're talking zero, negative five at night. So, All right. I mean, there is, there is something to be said. Maybe it will work. Yeah. And, and yeah. That, that's something that is an ongoing discussion in the sour beer and the spontaneous sure. beer community. Sure, 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 sure. Well, and also, I, obviously, you're taking like detailed notes about all this because you're <laughs> yeah, gonna, totally. yeah, you're gonna end up with like this body of work that's like, well, okay, we we have found that you know November might do something, but not exactly what we're looking for. But the dead of July really nails it. Like, I don't know what you're gonna find out, but 
I just know that, yeah, just my experiences from others saying, as as Sully's saying, like, even the guys at Cantillon are like, we actually only do this at certain times of the year. The rest of the time, we just... It may not work. We just take care of barrels. Our job is yeah. to take care of barrels. It's not you to ferment beer. you got other work to do, right? Um, <laughs> and, and then, and Vinny was surprised to find out. He's like, cool, opened up all the windows in my new cool ship room and found that his shit wouldn't start to ferment. And that was in summertime, I think. So... Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, Vinny, get at me. I know. Uh, cover your. I don't know. Put you put a bunch of plastic shit around your loading dock and make a little little sweatshop out of it it's because called, I, it's called a tent. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that that's what I meant by plastic shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just throw a bunch of styrofoam in there. Yeah, Fuck yeah. it. How many? Oh, fucking hectoliters does your cool ship hold? I think it's heloliters. <laughs> heloliters, yeah. <laughs> heloliters in Northern California. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it it can do uh, fourteen hex. Okay. Um, That's you, big. We usually lose about ten percent uh, to evaporation. Overnight. Wow. Yeah. So we we tend to put That's in crazy. We put in a thousand, we get nine hundred out of it, and that is four wine barrels. Okay. So that's kind of our target. We could do six wine barrels if we really wanted. Right. Um, but four is a nice number. You can move four around on like a pump truck. You can't. I like that you like that because it's so inefficient. But hey. the, but the product is great and and it gives you four manageable barrels. So yeah, yeah. Know. It's nice to think of them in groups of four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right. Just random question because I was asking about Canadian ingredients. Are there Canadian hops? You guys ever use Canadian? Is there a region that people grow hops there? Oh boy. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Is this a thing? Did I touch on something? There is a region that grows hops in Canada. There. So. We're they all got in a car accident. We're Justin. basic. We're more south than <laughs> the um, whole region. Yeah, thanks for bringing it. It up. was a bus accident. Yeah. You're talking you, about Dick. Yeah, we're we're more south than like Washington. Okay. Oh, you are. South, yeah, you have a Washington. you have a hop. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking of the little R. Okay, I we're got that, you. We're that little bit. That little bit. Down I got there. you. Yeah, yeah. I got you, boy. Yeah. Justin just yeah. drew the border with his finger in yeah. the air. This is me showing in my in my mind. The world is round. Okay. Um, it's flat. It's flat. So there, there are there are hops, um, but it's it's such a small industry still that okay. if, if we were to buy all of the hops, uh-huh. that still wouldn't supply us with hops. For and you have to buy them from the for, hop store for anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So God damn, Sully with the hall bags, man. <laughs> right, hey, just wait. It wouldn't. It, hired me. it wouldn't even supply one batch. Is that what you're saying? No, it wouldn't uh, supply a brewery. A brewery. A brewery. So okay. It's still like a burgeoning industry. Okay. Oh, have okay. you? But have you used them? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You we'll don't we'll like definitely them, use uh, you don't use like all them, Ontario hops in our cool ship stuff. Oh, you do. Yeah. What varietals are they? Um, mostly just like Cascade, Centennial, that kind of stuff. Okay. Seas, uh, the sea hops, yeah, North American for kind Canada. Of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Canada <laughs> hops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you at should that work point, for these hop breweries or yeah. these hop growing companies. Yeah. That's the last thing they need is some dipshit giving them dumb puns. I mean, if you're going to buy the sea hops, why not just buy them from Yakima? Like, they, right. why, why aren't the Canadians growing something different? Uh, yeah, there's nothing. There's no probably to try. We have one know, native like... hop. Uh, it's called Sasquatch. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of nice. Yeah. It's very like melon kind of fruit forward. No. Okay. That should be musty. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Squanch. Yeah, Sam Squanch. Thank you. Hard to find. Sam Squanch does not have uh, the reputation of smelling good. (laughs) Everyone always goes, I can smell it before you hear it. And so, I don't know. It seems like a bad marketing. Sam Squanch. Mm -hmm, Sam Squanch. The guy (laughs) in a suit running across the forest. Yeah. (laughs) Are they all small, uh, just small farms that... It's it's just not a huge industry. Yeah. So, okay. okay. One but day. One day we'll get there. Is it growing? Maybe. Is it something that people are actively like expanding? Yeah. yeah, there, yeah there are okay. breweries that have have made a commitment to only doing that. Only yeah. Doing Ontario. What about micro malting, like they do down here with like um, 
you know, here uh, comes Admiral Malta. Admiral Malta. Oh, yeah. weird. <laughs> we were Admi- but they like super malt in Canada. There's like a big maltery. Well, like, but I'm wondering uh, if there's a burgeoning. Also, we, we make a lot of, of a lot of work. grain in the prairies Burg- in Canada. Burgeoning, burgeoning, rar rar malting. Use a lot of Canadian malt. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Rar XD, dude. It's good. I mean, it's good stuff. Um, we yeah. can get stuff grown. Uh, actually, for our our cool ship stuff, we can get. Things that were, they tell us exactly what farm it's from, nice. which is super cool. Yeah, and I really like that and be like, oh, I can like literally drive to that farm. Yeah, which is, and then you're like, cool, I'm just gonna put my cool ship out in November and fuck it all up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna do everything wrong. <laughs> Justin yeah. is really into this. You have no idea. You spent like 20 minutes talking about this fucking cool ship. Sometimes when I know about one thing, I'm like, I, you're doing a good it's job. It's like sir. one thing. It's a good party, man. You should come out. First time we do it. You'd I would love, love to come out for yeah. a cool ship party. In November. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, November's not the best time to visit Canada. Yeah. No, it's not. But I am hoping to go to Canada on my North American tour. Yeah, hey, come through, man. I'm hoping to pick up my friends in uh, Markham, and then they want to go to Banff, but that's like way the fuck over oh, there. That, that's like a 48 hour drive. That's a trek, right? Yeah, that's yeah, a huge drive. That's not even. It is a traveling house, though, go so to that's Toronto. okay. Toronto's a nice city. And then, so maybe I can hit your place on that deal. Toronto's yeah. pretty close to Markham. Yeah. yeah. You'd make it work. If we yeah. work it out, can we do a cool shit beer while I'm there? Yeah, yeah. So it's in happen. November. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's going to be like uh, July, August. It'll be like a sacrificial bath. I like there to think that's, about this. That's, that's every collaboration beer I do with anybody is always a sacrificial batch, just so you know. We're doing five of the batches, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Except... The Grenadier. Uh-huh. That was not sacrificial. That's that was true. a nice pale yeah. I have not had the honor yet. Oh, shit. I should have bought you guys some at the Safeway down the road, but now it's too late. Are you guys headed back home tomorrow? Are you, yeah. you doing yeah, more Bay Area? out tomorrow. So. Did you just come in for 24 hours? Well, they've been here for a few days. Well, a couple days. It yeah, feels yeah, yeah. like it. It feels yeah. like it. It feels yeah. like 24 You've done stuff. Yeah, you're, yeah. Not, you're not just sitting we, here. We had, we had a chance to check this. out 2-1-A. So. You okay. Good. okay. All right, where else did you go? I, I, Wait, feel, I feel like I've lost my wallet or phone like three times. So. Of course. Well, that'll happen. happen. You are twenty eight drinks, like mad, mad shadows to the East Bay. So. Wait, 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 though. I heard a rumor, Graham, that you were at a bar in Oakland last night where there was active gunfire. Yes, that's true. Is this a true story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the bar? No, outside. Outside. Where in what bar? No, that's okay. It's outside. I have no idea. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where I was. And what was your reaction to the gunfire? Well, I was drinking a daiquiri. Okay. (laughs) Fair. Because uh, it was that time of night. That's what the uh, bartender made me. So okay. uh, Yeah, I just ordered another beer. So. The bartender who left for 15 minutes. Yeah, they went for a smoke break. They left the entire bar <laughs> for 15 minutes. For 15 yeah. minutes to go for a smoke break. You were at a great bar. Yeah. Were you in Crockett at Toots? <laughs> it's the Oakland equivalent. It's crazy. Wait, though. Like, you're not used to gunfire, right? This isn't like a common thing. No, no, thing no, no. Yeah. But it's also, I've never seen bartenders just leave a bar <laughs> unattended. Maybe that's, well, yeah. a, maybe that's who was shooting. You were at a good that's bar. That's more. Yeah. That's a good bar when the bartender leaves yeah. to go have a smoke. Yeah. 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 Just watch yeah. it. I'll be right back. Uh, but you didn't feel like, you know, worried for your life. Were you drunk-ish? I wasn't sober. <laughs> okay. Because I would have been freaking out. And I live here. I'm used to gunfire. Yeah. Was, <laughs> you you, you try to get away fire. from it. 
<laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm going to go now. Another daiquiri, please. <laughs> when you get back from your smoke break. Sounds dangerous out there. I'll have another drink. <laughs> Man, I cannot find anything in, on the Internet well, about a shooting in Oakland. It, it was crazy. Things happen. If yeah. no one got killed, it's just another night in Oakland. It's true. You know. Yeah, it was weird. Like, the guy... So, so, some guy next to me just like bought me a uh, shot of Jameson, which I did not need. <laughs> right. And uh, all of a sudden, like these sirens just come out, and he just fucking bolts out. I'm like, what's going on? Oh, the guy? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what's going on? What's, what's, what's happening? Wow. And uh, and then gunfire. Yeah. All right. <laughs> hey, man. Fuck it. I'm so glad that you're alive, for one. It's going to be a great story. I would have felt terrible if uh, y'all came out for the show and lost <laughs> lost a partner. Another one. <laughs> yeah, it would have been like, great. This company's doomed. Damn, I really wanted to find out where that was. Too. Uh, what bar serving daiquiri? Was it near your hotel? Yeah, yeah. What yeah, you, yeah what, come through Lake Merritt, Oakland. You got to stay neighborhood. there. Yeah. All right. It's not bad, actually. It's, Lake we, Merritt's okay. It's fine. It can no, be fine. It depends, on, it depends yeah. on which direction you turned when you left your hotel. Yeah. Contact. Yeah. yeah. Were like you at a said, bar? No, they were not. I don't remember. All right. And so from the, so, but you've gone to the 21st Amendment. We did. Yeah. yeah. What, what other breweries have you had? Uh, we, we hit up Drake's. We hit up Drake's dealership. Drake's uh, good spot. Yeah. We hit up. Not a fan. You didn't like dealership. Well, we we have we have a beer garden too. Um, okay, so we're trying to like comparing beer gardens. Yeah, it's 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 weird to see uh, people with like heaters. Yeah, above their space, and it's like fifteen degrees outside, and we're just like, man, I wish we could be open. It's fifteen degrees outside. Right. Yeah. No, yeah, so jealousy is what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, jealousy. yeah absolutely, yeah. jealousy. Yeah. And by um, the way, so am I. When I saw Drake's dealership beer garden first, I was like, shit. Yeah, it's a, nice. it's a beautiful space, absolutely. Yeah. They, sp- um, they spent some money in there. Oh, for sure. Although the They spent the, money to make it look like they didn't spend money. So they did, but they also I happen to know they like uh were offered like the loca- that that whole area is like being rebuilt. And uh John Martin, who's a, a friend of ours, um yes. uh, not in the mob way, but like a friend No, in a mob way. <laughs> <laughs> He's a smart guy. Are you, are you the Irishman? And uh, yeah, the Irishman. He, he uh he he said to the to the the developer, he's like, just give me the shittiest spot off the street that you have oh. and I'll figure it out and he did he figured it out he made it a I'll cool he made it cool they like the roof the reason there's a beer garden is that the roof was fallen in and he's like cool we'll just like not put the roof up and um build uh when they had their opening i went there i sat inside at the bar it was raining outside, and indoors was leaking water wow. down the brick wall. Come on. So, yes, it, it does look like he spent money to make it look like they didn't spend money. They kind of just, like, made do with what they did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, no, it's a cool spot. This is what I like about John. He, like, finds a cool spot. I'm just I'm jealous, too. He makes finds a good spot and makes it work. Uh, where else did you? Any other? Uh, we, uh, went to, we went to Almanac today. Good um, spot, yeah. Dope. Right Alameda next Island to. Uh, terrifying. Uh, alcohol like island, movie, we man. call it. Yeah, yeah, it's weird out there. Mil- uh, yeah. ex- ex-military base, yeah. uh, as you could probably tell. Ah, I couldn't tell. Uh, that at all. Yeah, <laughs> uh, faction though, because of that, has like the best real estate in craft but beer. Closed. They, they were closed, closed, unfortunately. Were they? Yeah. Trevor Rock. Yeah. They must be. Uh, they must be traveling or something. Tri- Triple Rock, shout out. 
Um, Almanac's Friday, a good spot. Maybe. All right, so you guys, you did your work while you were here. Yeah, we, we definitely drank some beers while we were there here. We go. <laughs> good job. Good job. All right, well, thank you for coming all the way down here and bringing us beer. It's been a pleasure to meet you both uh, and hang out with you. I no, appreciate it. Thanks for having it. us, man. No, thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, you don't have to leave yet. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. we got a little bit of beer news to do, which you're welcome to hang out for. Uh, have another couple beers. we got to wrap up our Twitter game. Um, I'm excited that Sully's here for our beer news today because Uh-oh. I feel like uh, he's got some, you know, he has insight. some knowledge. He has some insight. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah he, Sully knows things. He has some mince pie. Let's he go. know this, but he knows <laughs> things. All right. Hang news. in there. It's the session, and we'll be right back. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. This podcast has yes. been brought to you in part by Duke Cannon Country. Ah, not Doc Cannon. That's no, different. Duke Cannon, where eggnog is served spiked and without the eggnog. Uh, we have been experimenting with a bunch of their stuff. Uh, true. Particularly, I told you I've become a big fan of their big-ass brick of soap. Yeah. Uh, which, since I first got it, I have not used another soap. Right. I'm like full-on, 100% big-ass brick soap guy yes. now. And I use different, like I have different ones, because they're different scents. See, and that's what uh, I was wondering, because they do have very a, a, a wide range of scents, but it's, yeah. it's so much soap. It's a lot of do, soap. You, do you have? I'm only on my second bar. Well, and this is what I was. This is my. This is what I was wondering. Is is does the average person have like a bunch of different kinds because they do it, all yeah. smell good? But yeah. that's a lot of soap. To no, through. I think you. I think the best thing is to commit to one. You know, for the couple months, and then you get another you one. Get, that's but the, one the okay. first one was like the 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 forest one or the pine one or yeah, the, yeah. The, it's my favorite right now i'm using like the leather and something one yeah i know i should know these names but leather i don't all i pay attention is that i like it yeah um you though got the bourbon i barrel got the bourbon one dude last week have you I, used it i've used it twice and that's how often i should <laughs> yeah you're like i've used it every time i showered I'm just gonna, but i've used I'm gonna it move twice my chair over a little bit yeah, here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. canadians it, shower like twice a, yeah. an hour yeah he shouted this guy showered twice since he's been here. <laughs> yeah. um, I like it a lot. Uh, it's nice, right? Yeah, you know, and what struck me is when I came home, I took it out of my bag. My bag smelled like the soap the next day. Right. And so, to be honest, I'm like, well, this maybe it's too fragrant. So here's what I found. That's what I was thinking going into the shower. The the Did bars you putting all your clothes in there. I'm like, oh, I just want my clothes. Want them to <laughs> the bars themselves on their own yeah. are super fragrant. Correct. So I was also concerned, like. Um, yep. I have found not the case no, at all. I was Once very you surprised. use it, it, it I, I mean, water, I don't know. It dilutes the fucking thing. I don't know what to tell you. It could, it could be dilution or whatever, but I, I found that I, I, I was... I, I, I want more of it after I use th- it. Thank you. That's what I was saying. Like yeah. it's, it's, I, I don't want to feel like disappointed, right? but, you know, and then you get out of the shower and you get dressed and you walk around and you kind of get a whiff of yourself. You're like... Do you this smell is actually delicious? The, this is, yeah, this is actually the perfect amount. Right. Like, I smell good. Right. Everything's fine, but not overpowering and not underpowering because I would be disappointed, right, if you smelled this good smell and then, then none of it's on you. It's just, or it's the just opposite. Right after, right? Or that all of a or sudden, too much. yeah, you just got out of like a weird brothel. Yeah. Uh, so what I did with the soaps, right, I used the soap. I liked it so much. Yeah. I went on the website oh. because Christmas is coming. Yeah. 
and uh, we're doing Secret Santa for like Terrence, part of the family or whatever, right? We all sure. drew our names, and I drew one of Terrence's cousins who the smelly one, don't tell. The, the smelly one, yeah. Wow. Um, he's a firefighter, okay, in San Francisco. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be perfect because those guys are probably stinky, right? And so I'm going through, and they have probably. soaps, and they have all the you know the, the one by one thing, but they have a lot of gift boxes. They actually and packs he, and stuff. I just, I'm sorry, but I'm what? thinking about this guy being stinky and yeah. a gift. They have a campfire smelling bar oh. soap. And I feel you like just... To totally you have to definitely should get that. that. I mean, it's kind of fucked up to give to a firefighter, but yeah. it's also kind of funny. I'll give it to so him. whatever you ordered, you have to go back and order the campfire one. You will. have to get that. It's actually... It smells really good. Okay. I've used that one, too. Is there Sorry. A funny. Is there I didn't mean... A I, I couldn't resist. I didn't mean no, to interrupt. No. That's fine. It's, it's a very important story. So you're... Yeah. So I, I was browsing the uh, the sort of like, uh, you know, multi-packs where you can get a little bit of everything thing and they have kind of a lot so one of the things they have is they're working with um a company run by firefighters where they take um like a not reclaimed or not even used but um uh mismade fire hoses so they reclaim oh, yeah. smoke yeah, yeah and then they make bags and belts and they make a bunch of shit out of them so what they did is they made this nice. little dobs bag this little uh you know like a bathroom travel can- yeah. there you go yeah mm-hmm. where and you get um the uh, deodorant, you get that little what the the the, the solid um, uh, cologne, cologne, which I love. You get uh, a bag of soap, you get a hair thing, you get some shaving thing, or whatever, and it's a whole it's a whole kit, yeah. and yeah. it came with a free bar of soap that I am keeping uh-huh. because it's different than, <laughs> than the, the one I have, and yeah. I'm like it's soap on a rope. Anyway, it it all showed up free shipping. Yeah. FedEx today. You use coupon code brewing. I did use coupon code brewing. I saved fifteen percent, dude. So he'll never know. Yeah, I saved a bunch of money off the top cap of the off old the top, uh, yeah. the thing. Shaving it off the top, and you're, I got free soap out of it, yeah, dude. You're, you're skimming off the gift. <laughs> that's is what we do here. And you know what? To be honest with you, Sounds I like thought about idea. taking it's one of the other things the out of the gift because yeah. he has no idea what actually is supposed to be in it. No, it's I'm not paying for it. I mean, you are stealing from a firefighter, but whatever. <laughs> that's, that's your own. Oh yeah, never steal from first responders. Yeah, it's not against the rules, but but I thought it'd be that. So to me, that. The perfect gift. It supports, uh, you know, firefighters. You think he might get a kick out of it too? Yeah. And the whole thing supports veterans. So it's a whole thing, man. America is great. That's right. A portion, five uh, percent uh, uh, of the net profits from Duke Cannon are all donated to causes benefiting veterans and active duty military. And so you can go to Duke. Canon.com. Check it out. Use coupon code BREWING. Um, if you're looking for another gift set, this is the one that they sent me and I thought was really cool. It's 49 bucks, and it comes um, with five big-ass bricks of soap. And they're big, guys. Um, they're big. <laughs> and it, it was cool because it comes in an a authentic military uh, field box that's used to carry ammunition, which I had. I have some of these already yeah. uh, because I inherited like every gun on the planet from my stepdad yeah. when... Uh, uh, when he passed, and so uh, it's. But anyhow, this comes with all the stuff. It's a cool gift box. It is. Yeah. Uh, all comes in. It's watertight, and it comes with a, a free screwdriver. Like it's very, <laughs> like it's very, like you know, man, you know, Centric. driven. I guess. Sure, yeah. uh, anyway, uh, go to DukeCannon.com and use coupon code Brewing. Uh, Duke Cannon prides itself in making uh, grooming goods work as hard as you do. Uh, coupon code Brewing. It'll give you fifteen percent off your entire order. Yep. And free shipping on orders over thirty-five bucks. Also, um, you can get stuff at your local Target. Apparently, oh nice! But that I don't think we could. Uh, no, we don't. Can you when you go to check out at the counter for Target? Can you <laughs> enter code like, brewing. Uh, brewing, <laughs> please, please. Yeah, uh, but it's. All I right. mean, they look. It shipped fast. Yeah. 
It shipped very fast. And, like I said, free two-day express. I didn't pay for upgraded shipping. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm a convert. It was a good time. They have a shower beer gift set as well. <laughs> and yeah, actually, the, the shower the, beer. Exactly. I yeah, saw that. Yeah, yeah. The beer soap that they have old, made with Old Milwaukee. And it smells great. It's on my banister right now. I'm actually debating whether or not to put it in a stocking from someone else. Sure. So I'm Gift splitting it. up the Yeah. Because you have eight months worth of soap yes, now. Yeah. But it's... Uh, Good. Right. I'm, 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 I'm in there. I mean, it's, it's Old Milwaukee stuff. is. Uh, but in this soap, it beer, smells good. It's the beer of beers. It smells good, man. <laughs> it's the beer of beers. Um, all right. Well, thanks to them for supporting the program too. Yeah. And go. Ch- it, it, it's a cool. They have a bunch of good gift stuff. So they it's, do. It's, I'm it's checking the, it out right now. It's the time really to do, do it. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to do a little beer news today because okay. we've, we've had an interesting week in beer news. Yeah. Um, before we get to the stuff that maybe everybody's heard about, um, I wanted to just report on this one real quick because I thought <laughs> JP would like it. I love it. But apparently a brewery got a little too merry uh, this this Christmas season with their latest can. Um, this brewery had to pull their beer cans because they showed reindeer in sexually suggestive positions yeah. on the beer can. Um, Sycamore Brewing Company out of um, North Carolina, actually. And you might remember that North Carolina was in the, in the news recently for rejecting Polygamy Porter. That's right, yeah. Which has been around for years. <laughs> polygamy, polygamy Porter, um, which is uh, a beer out of uh, Utah-based Wasatch Brewery. It's been around for years and years, and they wanted to distribute it in North Carolina. And North Carolina decided that that was a little too, um, too much? risque for the for the <laughs> state. So, so we already kind of got this this um, impression that North Carolina is a little strict about what they do. By the way, the reason I think it's kind of important, a lot of uh, large American brewers have chosen North Carolina as a destination for their yeah. for their second production yeah, facilities. Yeah, Asheville is like kind of the, you know, it's the Portland or, you know, Indian right. cert, you know, popular American city on the East Coast. So we because of that, we've been talking about them as this very beer friendly state. And then but we're finding out as long as that fits within some very, um, you know, strict uh, parameters. <laughs> right. So this particular brewery um, had to pull its winter ale. And by the way, it was only for sale at its tap room. It wasn't even uh, distributed right. throughout the state. Um, it, it's North Carolina's own Sycamore Brewing Company. Company, and um, it was being sold in cans, uh, but had to be pulled when an anonymous tip <laughs> was sent to the uh, whoever the, the, the liquor control <laughs> yeah, board. The, yeah, the uh, label approval people. Don't try to distribute a beer called Just the Tip in actually, North Carolina. Quick, pretty quick sure. question, real quick. Yeah, um, and maybe Sully can fill me in on this. You guys well, have to get label approval. Correct. So <laughs> that's right. You you have to get it if you distribute to other states. Okay. Uh, not provinces, uh, states. Thank you. Uh, and so, uh, you in but in California, you don't have to do that. So, so if we just sell our beer in California, we don't have to do that. And and even more so, I thought if you're going to sell it in your own tap room, you really don't have to register anything. You got to pay tax on the thing, but you don't have to register the name. You don't have to register the. You always got to pay. Tax. You you have to post the price. Um, okay. So you have to post it with the state, but you don't have to go through label approval process. Got it. Yeah. Uh, but as with the feds, as in Canada. This is a state-by-state state thing here, too, right? Sure. Uh, or no, this is just a federal deal. If it's going to leave your brewery, you have to yeah, go. If you, if you it's leave the state. across state lines, you have to not only get your label approved, but you have to get your keg collar approved. 
but the but the California ABC. Yes. If you're gonna sell your beer in your tap, you don't have to register the label. You, have to, you, don't, you, have to pro, you just have to price post, but no label post. exactly. So this only this was not federally <laughs> registered or anything. It was only being sold at Sycamore Brewing's uh, at tap room. It was their Christmas cookie winter ale. And it apparently had uh, reindeer uh, various in in various uh, sexually explicit uh, explicit uh, positions, but it was all of the reindeer were also pixelated. You know, like eight bit, like sort a of sensor. Yeah. No, oh, no, 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 no. Well, maybe, the, but I, my impression was more. I couldn't find a picture of it. Oh, I got it. My impression was more not just eight bit, but the like. Let me see that. Like oh, you would, my goodness. like you would find when you're like blurring. Oh, okay. So they're yeah, not actually. Like, they're not pixelated. It's eight bit. It's like eight bit, sort of like um, Super Mario Brothers. So there's still there. reindeer in. Like by the way, the they're one that. Sexy. By the way, the one JP is showing me right now is like two reindeer in the missionary uh, position. Um, there's there's definitely. 69. No, no, yeah. Look at this other one. There, okay. <laughs> That's definitely a reindeer getting his little horns. They're going for like the, 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 the Christmas sweater. Kind of yeah. And the, yeah. It was yeah. a Christmas sweater. Exactly. And it's called Christmas Cookie Winter Ale. But they had to pull it off of the shelves and put it back on with what the brewery described as G-rated can art. G-rated? Uh, according imagine? to the company's Facebook page, the beer will not be available in stores. And it's only sold in their tap room. Um... So, but since the reindeer design was only going to be sold in the tap room, they thought they could get away with the risque holiday design. Uh, however, uh, that is not how it uh, played out. Just like when um, the Utah brewery, uh, uh, what did I say, Wasatch, um, uh, had to uh, pull their beer back because, quote, polygamy is illegal. <laughs> Apparently so is risque reindeer fucking. I don't know what. Yeah, I mean, show me a reindeer getting a blowy yeah. in, the, in the wild. And, uh, yeah, but what's great about this is that we're talking about it. So they won. Yeah. Right, <laughs> true. Yeah. Now, my, 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 my favorite slash simultaneously least favorite part of the story is that it all came about by an anonymous tip. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, from that. By some boring fuck who walked into this tap room and was like, oh my god, are those reindeer fucking on a can right now? I can't even believe it. This is a public place. You guys are grouse. I don't even know what reindeer... I, until this moment, I didn't know what reindeer fucking looked like because I've never seen it, but I, that's but obviously it. And I'm so offended that now I know what reindeer fucking looks like. It's a National Geographic. Uh, and by the way, thing. do reindeer oh. really fuck in different positions? It, I think it's inappropriate. It's, it's You know it's got to be another brewery in the area. You think? Yes. No. Yes. No, I, I think 100%. it's some it's puritanical. Like, yes. You know, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a little bit of a religious right thing going on there, probably. Oh, my God. If I could have gone my whole life without knowing what reindeer 69ing look like, I would have been just fine. But now that you've taken that away from me... Again! Right? Just last week, I was at the grocery store, and there was something called... Mustard! Thank you! You're welcome. Mustard 69, and I was so disgusted! Must I? Now, in fairness, it's because the mustard had 69 ingredients, but the connotation alone... Bro, I would definitely go in hard on 69 ingredient mustard. (laughs) That shit sounds hella good. I can't with these people. Like with the like, what? 
I mean, to like. To also, I have nothing else to do. Yeah, I mean, to, I'm really curious. Like, do reindeer actually blow each other? I mean, is right. that a thing in the wild? I mean, and like, if it is, like if it is, then I think we have a class action suit on our hands <laughs> exactly. because it's fucking nature. Yeah. I mean, it, it is the obscenity is is, what if, is one thing, but I would never like I would never turn someone in for that shit. Like, what if, that's the weird line? Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's whoa, why whoa, I whoa. think if you get I think you're, the one. you're the one. What if reindeer's primary uh, uh, form of foreplay during mating season is foreplay. actually to fucking sixty nine? We don't know. What do we know? <laughs> and then we're just talking about nature here. Reindeers get in there quicker than I do. It's you're not about there's no foreplay involved. You, you don't even know. You, you don't know. Maybe. Bevo, you, you next week, I, I would like a representative from National Geographic on the program <laughs> Actually, to talk about reindeer no, no, no. mating. Call Santa. Yeah. That's the, that motherfucker knows. <laughs> or at least one of the elves. You're right. Talk about it. I just can't with the fucking... I, who walks into a place? They do engage in gentle, little, gentle contact. Oh, <laughs> I was having such a nice time out with my family in North Carolina, and I came across this can. I mean, North Carolina says it all. With pixelated yeah, versions no, yeah. of reindeers in compromising positions. It is I don't think though. that that is the nature of the hunter-gatherer environment. <laughs> I can't. It bothers me. I don't know. That label's pretty stupid anyway. I like the label. I think it's I cool. Know. It's, I think it's dumb. You're dumb. We I came out dumb. with our own like ugly Christmas sweater. Yeah, it's, but it's the same thing on a not, can. It's not the Except same thing. Except with a funnier idea. You're mad that we no. didn't come up with reindeer. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like I mean it I don't know. Basically I'm tired of breweries getting away with shit. I'm glad they oh got you. I'm God. glad they got and they're getting fined for it. I'm glad. I fucking what? hate you yeah, right glad. now. I'm gonna sue you Please for do. being you. Uh dibs on John. There wasn't, a, there wasn't a cereal box on it with you know a name of a you know John No, it's a beer. It's an adult beverage because they well, did not. Bec- no, well no, not getting sued That's for it, but they they're getting fined because they, they didn't they approve the I don't even think they're being fined. They had Whatever. to pull the uh here it is. Sycamore Brewery pulled the version of their Christmas cookie winter ale from their shelves after an anonymous complaint was made about the imagery on the cans. So you're saying they had to pull out. They pulled out. Oh Jay- my the article I read. Great, is now we're going to get banned from North Carolina. Sully, that was good. The article the get, that I read is that they're 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 getting fined because they didn't have label approval. Oh, and so it's a fineable offense. It's small. It's like a grand or whatever. But we'll see. Um, I'll, we'll do a follow up next week. Please do. That's not what this says. Mm, well. And also, fuck you, JP. I can't believe that you're mad at them for I'm doing I'm not this. mad. I just, I, I'm glad they got caught. I'm glad that someone got caught for it. You're such a fucking asshole sometimes. Yeah. It's such a great, like, nothing comedy thing to do, eh. which you would do. But because no, somebody else did it, you're like, no. No, I wouldn't they, do that. Oh, my God. Why? Yeah. Um, because I think it's it's beneath you would just do statute of oh, limitations. You're so ridiculous. This is totally coming to blows later. Toto Santos, I decided in the spring. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. The rumble and the bungle is what we'll call it. Jeez. Um, yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, here's another one. All right. Okay. And this one, I think Sully's going to piss me off during. Okay, okay. All right. I'm next. Here we go. I need some Canadians, some backup here. Come on. <laughs> we got you. We got All right. You, yeah. Just lean in with the Celsius. Sully, are you aware? That the United States Congress has just three weeks to go to stop the beer tax, which could double the tax that more than 90% of U.S. brewers pay. 
to produce beer. Are you aware of this happening? Actually, I have no idea. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sully, how can you not be aware of it? Because you have, like, a CFO. Well, we, I mean, we're also, like, we know there's other bigger fish to fry. That I don't I mean, I'm not trying to, like... This uh, is a big fish, Well, Sully. it is. Uh, and I'm sure that there are people that are, you know, keeping an eye out for this, like, mainly, like, the large breweries, because they don't want to pay for it. So they probably have their people in Washington that are keeping an eye out for it. But, yeah, what's I mean, Sully going to do? Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't know what I could do. I mean, I... I'm just you know, just trying to make hard seltzer now. Oh <laughs> I want to make soft the seltzer. Claw, the claw, the claw. Yeah. Let's just make soft seltzer and just. Well, love each well, other. what's it going up to? What's going well, on? Well, I'm mad at you for not knowing about this. Like, I know, because <laughs> we, well, don't you just get, get I, a little more riled up here. I, I, do, here I do think that the big brewers are the ones who are going to lobby against it. But yeah. I actually think that this affects uh, small brewers even more. And mm-hmm. it, by, oh, yeah. by uh, association... My business as a retailer, because you know that the shit's just going to get passed on. Of course, and and, and the cost no. of beer is the cost. What's it going up? What's the what's well? This? So first of all, let me give you a couple of important facts. Okay, <laughs> and then we'll get back to you and your store. The beer industry uh, in the U.S. is yeah. responsible for this. Is like these are some this is some cool shit. Yeah, two point one million jobs. Yeah, okay. um, that's a lot. Over half a million of those jobs come from the craft craft beer industry. Uh, over 559,000, to be a little more exact. Uh, breweries operate in every state. Um, and what happened was that Congress and President Trump um, had staved off this uh, this increase in for, for 2018. It was an increase that was already in the books. It was going to happen. But they went ahead and put like a, a, a little one-year moratorium on it. But it's coming back. And the tax savings uh, just from from that stay have resulted in uh, about $100 million in savings in the UN, uh, U.S. Uh, beer industry. But uh, on January 1st, that stay is set to expire. So unless they renew the, the stay, uh, excise tax payments will go up on average uh, of 4%. And um, that means that 99% of U.S. breweries will see their excise taxes double. Double! Huh. <laughs> Is it, wait a minute. What's an exercise tax? Let me ask you this question. Sully, he's the one person. Sully, let me I'm ask try, you this I'm, question. I'm trying to work in my mind on my best Trump impersonation. I'm just not able to execute <laughs> on it right now. Well, the only thing, the the only reason I can think that this isn't on your radar and it's not bothering you, Sully, is that the taxes are already like super low and it's inconsequential. Is am I am I blowing this up? No, no. I mean, we're more concerned with like aluminum tariffs. You know, steel tariffs. Okay, but then you're those get passed on to us directly from like our. Can manufacturers. But so when our, our ex, seen, seen, if your excise tax goes up four yeah. percent, is that fairly inconsequential no, to you? It, no, it all it's every. It's a big I mean, thing. Look, the whole like beer distribution game, like you know, you produce a beer and then you put it in the market. Mm-hmm. It's a margin game. You are trying to literally save pennies everywhere you yeah. can. Right, right, right. So it's. Uh, it's not like the guys in Canada just sell it over their bar. These fucking guys. Yeah. Like, or at the beer store. Um, 2-1-A is like, you know, uh, um, several levels higher than us, right? Sure. They yeah. sell a lot more beer than we do. Um, but 4%? Right. No, I mean, no one wants to lose that. You no, know? no, like, exactly. What's your, your, Graham, you're an accountant. What's your excise tax? Do you know? Uh, yeah, it's uh, based on the barrels. It's per, per barrel. Yeah, it's per barrel. So Ish. Yeah. What are we talking? Hectoliters. What are we talking here? What is it? Seven percent? You know, 
If if it were to increase, that it's, would yeah, directly in, impact our profitability. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you pass it on to me and the consumer. Which is what's going yeah, to happen. Yeah. This is why I'm bothered by this because at the end of the day, any tax gets passed on to the consumer. Right. It just always happens. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, uh, our numbers are have been, you know are we're five years into this thing now. Um, the first three, we were seeing like a, a nice steady rise in in sales, and draft sales in particular over the last two years have flipped, gone the opposite direction. Uh, our bottle sales are up, uh, our draft sales are down, and part of that we think is directly related to the cost of beer that gets passed on to us, uh, which then gets passed on to the consumer. None of this is wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying anybody's doing it wrong i'm just saying it it's it's affecting our mm-hmm. we are no longer in a growth phase and we're only five years into this thing why don't you have hard seltzer on uh we probably will yeah. it has to be a malt based uh uh, uh hard, hard seltzer uh per our liquor license really uh, that's a thing yeah. well it's yeah. called grain-based sugar grain-based exactly yeah. grain-based yeah. sugar so, so as long as anything as, yeah as long as they're doing it that way then uh we probably will we, we, yeah. we were one for fun yeah we, we did like a did you like it uh no i've never <laughs> i've never had one you know what i should have brought one in i was at the store the mm-hmm. other day and mm-hmm. taryn's like you know give me looks like a cider or something fruity and they didn't have ciders they have a well, dry cider anyway so i got a local made and i maybe i'll say maybe i won't it depends if I want to or not. Um, it's like a four pack of um, hard hard seltzer. Mm-hmm. It's fruited, mm-hmm. and I never had one before either. Took a sip. It was actually delightful. It was almost like a non sour goza, if that makes sense. So there delightful. was some actually malt there to it. Okay, uh, a little bit, but not a whole lot. And then the fruit was very pleasant. It was very good. Yeah. So, um, I'm not against the concept. Check them out. Yeah. They're, they're, we haven't not that's, had one because we're against the concept. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's the growth. That's where you the growth is in alcohol right I'm not, now. I'm not. Yeah, I it's, think, it's okay. in hard seltzer. That's that's the growth. That's all. That is all fine and good. Uh, but craft beer is not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, and uh, as these things happen, like taxes, I'm just saying uh, it it goes see, it trickles down. So what happened? I mean, I used to pay the excise taxes all the time when I was at the pub. So I yeah. filled out the forms, but they've actually cut them. I think it was seven twenty a barrel. I want to say they did. You the got day. a big cut, yeah. yeah so in in twenty eighteen, I think it was. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah. It went down to three fifty. In, so, in and that's the first sixty thousand barrels. So most small breweries are paying the three fifty rate with the feds, and of course you have to pay your state. So tax. I believe that in twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen is when it went down, but it went down with a tiered bill. So they were like, yeah, cool, we're going to bring you down to three and a half or whatever it was you just said. It could go back But up. it's going to go, it was set to go back yeah. up in 2018, which is what, uh, uh, sorry, in 2019, which is what Trump and Congress were like, all right, cool, we're just going to not make it go up yet. Mm-hmm. But in, 20, in January on January 1st, without another extension, it's going up. And it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal. It is. Deal. I mean, because if you look at it, under 60,000 barrels, it's three fifty a barrel. Yeah. And then above that, um, up to 6 million barrels, it's $16 Six per barrel. Barrels. And think about that spread that you just said there right there. And I think that's the most Jesus. important part. So what was it? Over how many thousand? 
over 60,000 barrels, it goes up to $16 per barrel. So everything between 60,000 barrels and 6 million barrels gets taxed at the same rate. That's crazy. That's like three breweries. That's a big deal. Yeah. That's crazy. Because it includes mostly small breweries in the in the below 10,000 barrel range and barely touches a couple big breweries like your Sam Adams and your Sierra Nevada and your New Belgium. Uh, and of course your 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 big ones other than that. But in terms of the craft scene goes, a whole shitload of yeah. small breweries just got lumped in the tax rate of being a massive brewery. That makes sense to me. And I think that's a big deal. Well, everyone who owns a brewery is just getting rich. It's just a money printing <laughs> machine. I mean, my car is running outside with the air conditioning on. Is it still on. running? Yeah. It's still running. My driver's I mean, we just And you're not even asking me to cut the show short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we just flew here from California, right? Like, like, yeah. <laughs> well, I just want everyone well, to I mean, pay attention. I mean, and you beer lovers, too. You know, if your price of your beer goes up uh, and you didn't, like, write in uh, to your, your congressman to ask for this not to happen, Happen, uh, don't fucking yell at me about your price of beer going up four percent. You know, don't so ever. You, ha- you have to keep your eye on it. I mean, I would imagine that you know there are uh, groups that are actually keeping an eye on, on mm-hmm. it. And uh, <laughs> sorry, I hope you mm-hmm. hope there is. Mm-hmm. Had a stroke, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> right? Because I haven't been following this, and now I feel like I have to catch up right now. And uh, you should have given me a heads up before I got to the show. Oh my I god! Mean, I go out to the car and read. It's your fault. That's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> You're ridiculous right now. <laughs> All right, and the, what, what about the sixty-nine deers? Well, exactly. <laughs> All right, and then the last thing, just because it happened in the news this week, and I think it's important. Uh, Ballast Point uh, back in the news after selling for one billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Wow! A what a race! Just a, crazy. just a short couple years ago, um, and since then, um, Constellation Brands has been writing down the value of the company. Um, their their beer sales, which actually initially rose um, to, uh, gosh, I forget what it was, but from the purchase price, they initially rose, but very quickly uh, the following year drastically dropped to almost half of what they were doing. Um, and... Uh, Ballast Point, so they have their plummeting sales already, so they were valued at about a billion dollars, and which is what they got bought for. And a lot of people thought that was crazy, but also thought, you know what, over time, it's probably going to pay off. But very quickly, uh, sales tumbled, and then their the the valuation was actually made on a brand. Yeah. This is a thing that annoys me Stolen. about big business versus small business. Big business is actually allowed to put a value on their brand. And in this case, the value was whatever they thought sales w- was worth. And then the difference between that and a billion dollars was what the brand was worth. And if the brand lose val- loses value as a corporation, you can write off that loss. Yep. Now, the reason this bothers me is that, you can't do that I have a segment of my company that's been losing so much fucking money for the last two years, yeah. and I can still only write off a portion of those losses relative to what you've put in. It's a whole fucking thing. Well, but, you should call it Ballast Point. But, but Ballast Point, for example, um, has written off over $200 million in uh in in value off of the brand identity yeah 
Meaning they don't have to pay taxes on that. It's a it, Bob. This, it's, it's, it's bad. It's no, bad. It's yeah. bad. Grandma, you're you're an accountant, man. What's the what? Like, there's like an actual term for that. Like, goodwill. You know, goodwill. Yeah. Like a good writing the debt off. Yeah. But uh, not everybody gets to write off goodwill. No. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, they have they have fishing boats and speeder boats in different locations. But right, right, know, right. It's it's bad. It's yeah. bad. It's a bad. Uh, anyhow, uh, in the last week, they were bought by a small craft brewery called the. King and the convict, I think. Yeah, I think it's plural. Kings and convicts. Kings and convicts. Okay. Out of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Kings and convicts. Nobody knows due to um, uh, non-disclosure agreements. Uh, what My question the, is: the price was. How does a brewery from that in Chicago producing six hundred barrels a year right get a hundred million dollars to? I'll give you some of the answers to that, but we don't have all of them. What I do know is that. Um, Industry experts, you know, quote unquote, are it's a it's a wide margin, but they're they're predicting that the purchase was somewhere between seventy five and two hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Big numbers, mm-hmm. but not a billion a fraction. Well, not a billion, not but, a billion. of what Constellation so paid. When, when did Constellation uh, purchase Bell? I'm going to say three years ago. I think it was here. seventeen. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a it's a big it's actually, loss. It's, I think it's a little bit. Uh, and then earlier I think, than I think that. they posted up like a 15? loss of the brand. I want to say it'd be, it's, I think I want to say it's like 2013 or 2014. Like no. no, I think it's no, 15. No. Keep going. I'll find out for you. Well, I mean, my thing is that so back in the day, I mean, valuations were high. I mean, you had Anheuser Busch purchasing breweries. You had other 2015. You had other. You had Mao getting involved. Um, you had um, Coors Miller getting in, into the segment, and then there was a lot of private equity firms getting involved, um, family office, and so it was like it was a feeding frenzy. So that's going to drive value up, sure. And so right now, I mean, I, and so that I've heard for years that Constellation was trying to get out of it. They obviously made a mistake. They didn't really know what they were doing in the segment. I think when they got it, and so um, they decided to unload it. And they're a big yeah. enough company where they don't have to. Now going now, who bought it? That's the big question. Sure. Like th- that, it, it, everybody's scratching their head. They have no idea. So what's what's the story there? That's that's what I'm interested. In. I have an idea about that. Now, I, so I think that you're right. Uh, they were looking to offload it, but no one was ever really going to pay um, no a billion dollars any, no. any real cash. And here's where the story of Kings and Convicts kind of comes in. So uh, the couple of guys that started it are uh, serial entrepreneurs, as far as I can tell, and they've been fairly successful. One was a uh, started in the hotel, hotel business, guy. became a hotelier himself, sold his business Ooh. for like Ooh. for That's like uh, eight and a half million dollars. Go to Quebec; they use that word that term all the time. <laughs> Uh, is sold uh, sold his uh, hotel chain for like eight and a half million. Um, the other guy did pretty well himself. Um, according to them, they started Kings and Convicts because they were homebrewers, rich homebrewers. Clearly, bought like a building, thought it'd be fun to like do whatever. Decided, well, we better open a brewery here because it's too big to be homebrewers. Bunch of bunch of like this shit going on. Well, as it turns out, one of them, you know, has made a lot of friends and and knew a bunch of people. Friends. It is Chicago, by the way. And so, yeah, and and some <laughs> of those some of those people were in Constellation <laughs> Brands. And according to the article in the San Diego Union Tribune that I've read, um, Waters is the guy's name. Took uh, these Constellation Brands guys uh, out golfing, and then um, kind of said, "Hey, what's going on with Bass Point?" And they said, "Why?" And he said, well, I want to buy it. Why? You know. Why? And they're like, ah, okay. Uh, and a few days later, he's on the phone with some of the higher-ups at Constellation Brands and apparently just starts negotiating. Now, 
The guy has had uh, several other uh, fairly large investment-requiring businesses that he's done well with. So Water's story is he calls all his buddies. Some of them already invested in his new little 500-barrel thing. Some of them that invested in this hotel chain. Some of them that invested in his last thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Plus a, a couple of banks that have invested in him and said, hey, my next big thing... I can, and now I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. I think he called these guys and goes, hey, I'm on the phone with Constellation, and I think I can get it for this price, whatever that price is, somewhere between $75 million and $200 million. You guys want in or what? Like, you know me. I'm good for it. Let's do this. And apparently they did it. And how much uh, how much beer are they going to produce this year? It's like 200,000 barrels or something like yeah, that? Yeah, which is way down. So at their peak, yeah. they were at almost Water? Uh, Water? almost uh, uh, half a million. They were, they were at like 400-something thousand. So that's when, right after they got bought, they were kind of on the rise. But immediately, within a year, that went down to like 200,000-something. Mm-hmm. Which is nothing to shake a stick at yeah. no, in the craft beer industry. huge amount of beer. But it does depend on what the expenses are and so on and so forth. So I don't know. Any, I'm, I'm, well, I just want to say... One more thing about the investment. Uh, we don't know. Ex- there there are some names listed on the LLC that they started, which is King, Kings and Convicts BS. Uh, sorry, BP. <laughs> okay. BP LLC. That's their corporation that was filed in the state of California because that's where the company's based. Um, they made one important distinction. While not listing all the investors, some of them are listed. None of the investors own more than 25% of the company. And this is an important number. Yep. Because the Brewers Association has defined craft beer as under 6 million barrels and not being owned by any entity, more than outside entity, yeah. more than 25%. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they carefully structured yeah. how it's owned. Yeah. For example, Waters owns like 22.5%. His partner owns 225 And it goes on from there. Okay, that's so, about the end of my. Yeah, so that's that's interesting, and that's a really good point yeah. because I think it plays into the this second part I've been thinking about, which is I actually I so I don't know these guys at all. So this is just my opinion. This sure. I don't know, and no representation of the Twenty First Amendment here at all. This is yeah. my this Sully. is Sully's, Sully's opinion. Yeah. So uh, I think what's happening is that they've kind of, honestly kind of created their own private equity, for, uh, yeah. you know, a fund, and so and by doing that, the they've created this entity. The name of the, the small brewery. Look, Crooks and convicts. Yeah. Um, and then they've had everybody invest in that, and then this entity has purchased Ballast Point. So it's like a brewery buying another brewery. Do so you think it was set up from the yeah. beginning? Yeah. 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 I think it was. I really think it was, and yeah. it looks all clean and you know in, yeah. in that regard. Although it's very, it's a head scratch because everybody's saying, "Who is this brewery? They make you know five hundred barrels a year, and what's going on here?" But, which but actually you lends back, to your theory because even that yeah. is like, yeah, let's just keep people scratching their heads. No, yeah. we're just a small little entrepreneur. Yeah. Well, and they were they already had. Plenty plans to expand to like 48,000 40, square feet. So they're like I read to that expand too. in Chicago, too. Yeah, just to clarify, yes. Their yeah. Kings and Convicts Brewery, which is a 500-barrel brewery, whatever it is, had recently purchased a 48,000 square foot spot to expand. Oh, sort of, sort of. I think what... <laughs> Agreed. Do you think Ballast Point Beer is now going to be brewed there to fill capacity? Probably. Yes, 100%. Well, yeah. according to the San Diego Tribune, uh, Kings and Convicts will also be brewed at the two main Ballast Point mm-hmm. facilities, which are, are clearly much larger. Yeah. But you, you bring up a good point, JP. This, this oh, we're 500 barrels. We need yeah. 48... How, how many square feet is San Leandro? 165. Okay, well. <laughs> it is massive over there. Yeah. But you're 
you're not even in 48,000 of it, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, I just think it's like, I mean, what are they going to do? They, per, they I mean, they, they're going to, I mean, this other brewery, I mean, you'd never heard of it. I mean, I agree of, with you. Uh, well, of, of course, they're going to brew that beer at a Ballast Point facility because yeah. they have the capacity, probably. I'm also agreeing they, why that. Would they, why would they create a new curious. brewery? Yeah. Like, why would they, with this 40,000 square foot, put a brewery in there? Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me either because if you have all the capacity already in place, why would you add to it? I mean, maybe well, there's another play there. I don't know. About or, it. yeah, I, you know, and you never know. I mean, people, it would, all right, if you're, let's let's just say you're right, that the whole idea was to eventually get to here when they open Kings and Convicts. It's clever. Oh, it's a very it's thought out, multi-step oh, process. Yeah. And I don't think this way. So I'm always like, whoa, that's cool. They like, did this new thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't think this many steps ahead, right? Yeah. Um, it would be a very clever play. Kind of like the Golden Road move, you know, well, uh, where people that say that, that Meg opened that place under the same... Uh, type of environment, like she opened it to get bought out. She was yeah. ten steps down the road when she opened the doors. You know? Yeah. So this would be, in this theory, yeah, would be the same. I mean, it's a you big, know. you know, beer is a big business. I mean, it's a business. Yeah. And so everybody has a, an end game, and so this is right. their, their this is their plan, and that's what they wanted to do. Because I'm such a dummy, I always hope that it's not that way. I hope that this guy, like, he's kind of done well, and I'm going to open this brewery. And then I had a golf game with Constellation one day and said, I'll give you a hundred and hundred. That's his story. You know, and, and I, I'm always like, cool, I work like that. I can yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe that maybe, could happen. Maybe well, there's my hundred million. Let's <laughs> yeah. go play golf later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's, there's a, you know, there's probably the stories in there somewhere, but sure. that makes sense, too. That's how deals happen. You know? That's the story. Yeah. Right. So, uh, Bebo, did you reach out to them to get them on the show? You had texted me the other day. Uh, what if I can get I got no reply. convicts on? Well, who did you go to? You know, you just, just I went through their um, website. Mm, contact no, us. They're too big for us now. Too big for the brewery. Are you really crap beer? You can't come on the brewing network? <laughs> Don't make me do negative PR about you. So uh, <laughs> what, what I've read uh, from the Chicago Tribune yeah. is that uh, Richard Mahoney, who owns the largest stake in Kings and Convicts, okay. which I don't know if it's the BPLLC that you were talking about, but maybe the main corporation, he's chairman of the board of the wine group, which owns wine brands like Club, uh, Cupcake. They own a piece of uh, the new group, yeah, of the new LLC. Benziger, mm-hmm. Franzia. So they make box wine, Franzia box wine. So these, sure. these people are multi-multi-millionaires. Right. So it is, it's It's definitely not the feel-good, I'm a small brewery who happens to have a large amount of money because I sold the hotel. They're getting giant investments from giant mega wineries. Correct. But the the Watson, or whatever I said his name yeah. is, Waters, yeah. uh Claims like like that company's already an investor in his kings and convicts, yeah. and apparently was an investor in his previous businesses too. Mm-hmm. So you could just make the argument like, yeah, so I know people with money, and I've made them money. Yeah, well, so I went to them with this yeah, new have, deal. That's what yeah. he says. We have Keep investors. Money. Yeah, I mean, every, every brewery has an investor. An sure, investor, and they're so. like, oh yeah, Sully, you've it, the, you've already done well for us. Of course, we'll invest another twenty yeah. mil for you. But you I mean, know. it's just different because this is it. Just seems it seems weird. weird. Yeah, I this yeah. is where I agree it, with you. It doesn't pass the it's, smell test. It's too yeah. good to be true. It doesn't pass the smell test. Yeah. Uh, what what are, any other sayings? Like, yes, yeah. I agree with all of this. It's a little strange. Yeah. Well, I thought I'd bring it up, and it's an ongoing story. We will continue to try to get them on the program. Yes. Not that they'll, you know, 
Say anything they haven't yeah. said already. No, I right. mean, you know, they might just do the regular PR thing. Well, yeah. I can't imagine they would come on. I really can't no. because they're so big right now. I think they would. I, I think mean, their website would. crashed they're, when the news came out. The website was They should down. totally come they, they on. Whatever, they, they, they need to go. Why would they you not? not? Whatever their plan is, yeah. number one on that plan yeah. is to make Ballast Point look like craft beer again. Mm-hmm. I 100% think they'll come on the show. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. All right. We'll see. You know, I think we'll get them. That, that, that's a move, right? Like... And if they I, don't, I, I, we'll just I, I, we'll continue to shit talk about them. I wonder if they'll bring Colby Chandler back. Ah, <laughs> oh, they should like Colby. Yeah. Uh, are you and talking you about uh, New Belgium? Well, I did want to. Although there's, we, yeah, there's not a lot to. St- I don't know what to say. So New Belgium uh, also sold to Kieran. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to note that New Belgium, you know, one difference here in most of the buyouts that we've seen is that New Belgium is an employee-owned company. So, uh, first of all, when it was announced, it was announced that it was pending employee approval. Right. Second of all, and I think they approved it. Yeah, and they did, yeah. The payday, <laughs> the payday is spread out among, you know, it depends on how long you've been there. Yeah. Now, let's, obviously, those who founded it, you know, obviously Kim Jordan uh, has a substantial, uh, I don't know for sure, but obviously she has a substantial share in the company. Oh, sure, yeah. But so do, gosh, I know a handful of people who have been there for years and years, and, and you know, they're either... Forgive me for using the term like just brewers or just this or just (laughs) that, but they're the people who are normally not included in a buyout. And I read that uh, a good amount of people um, are making over six figures on the deal Mm -hmm. and some significantly more than that. And... You know, I've always kind of said, like, I like the American dream. Uh, I'm always, uh, I was proud of of Jack White at Ballast when he got a billion dollars for a company he started as a homebrew shop, uh, because I believe that that's like kind of the American dream. This one is a little little even more than that. Here's a bunch of people who are like your regular blue collar brewery workers that maybe have been with the company for 15 years. Yeah. They just got a chunk of change out of this thing, and I am proud of them and happy for them. Uh, so I just I think that's unique that it's an ESOP. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean that's the interesting thing. It's also when you have an ESOP, is that how do you get paid? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, you either mm-hmm. you, either the company is growing and maybe there's some sort of payout, you know, along the way. But sure. Um, so I think, uh, and I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here that well. uh, that I think the employees were asking for, hey, we, you know, what's going on here? We have to do something here. And so, in some ways, I think it was. You know, maybe New Belgium's hand was forced. You know, they, yeah. You know, you have employees that, that have this 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 stock they're holding, and they're like, "Well, what do we? What do I get yeah, for this?" Like a so. zero zero dollar stock, right? Yeah, yeah. So how, how do we get paid? Like that's the e part, the employee the, yeah, part of yeah, the e stock, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, so I just read an article uh, about Kieran is now being uh, held in question about their business practices, especially oh. in Myanmar. Myanmar, there's a big uprising. Um, Here, let me just read from this article because it can sum it up better than I can. Um, The employees are now voting on whether to sell their firm to Lion Little World Beverages, a subsidiary of Kieran. Kieran's partner, Myanmar Economic Holdings Limited, is an opaque military-owned conglomerate run by top generals. Both the military... So basically, they're saying that uh, Kieran helped 
do, uh, 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 basically commit war crimes. The Myanmar oh, military commit war crimes. I see. Um, apparently, in August, the, a report by a UN fact-finding mission urged all businesses to completely sever financial ties with Myanmar's military, which uses its vast business network to fund its activities without civilian oversight. So now that all this is sort of hey, happening in the, in the beer world, all this stuff is kind of being kicked back up here in the silk. So yeah, so now it's a big thing. Now people yeah. in the craft world are starting to kind of well, talk this about is it. this is going to be an ongoing problem once we became a global economy. Yeah, um, these things are. I'm not saying oh no big deal they're going to happen. I'm yeah. saying oh shit like do you think that the that the employees in Fort Collins were like oh no Myanmar like they maybe <laughs> no, one nobody of, knew maybe like one of them yeah. had ever traveled there and was like wow shit's weird there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is like part of our global economy where all of a sudden we accept things. We're like, cool, we just did great. Oh, shit, sorry, half of our company is a sweatshop. I didn't know. Right. Like, I genuinely didn't know. So that is even more complicated. That it's gets even, that weird, goes even right? farther. Yeah, I, I'd never heard that half of Kieran is is owned by a company run by yeah. top generals of the Myanmar military. Sure. And you never that? And you never would no, until... No it, it. Yeah. yeah. Well... I, the, another thing about the maybe that the, just that the employees are like, hey, how are we going to get paid out here? Uh, a, a friend of mine with with Lagunitas you know, recently told me like, you know what? If it weren't for the Heineken buyout, I am fairly confident we'd be going out of business right now. Um, we you know we we did this expansion, we did this growth, and then craft beer kind of hit a wall. Um, we already were extended. Um, it's tough to make a living at that size. Yeah. And I think I would venture to say, and I this is just me guessing, that New Belgium was up against a similar environment. I think New Belgium sales are strong. I think it's a strong company. But I think the ESOP structure is difficult. And I think that their size is extremely difficult. And without an infusion of cash... Maybe they were fucked too, and and we weren't gonna. They weren't gonna publicize that. They're gonna, you know, Lagunitas wasn't gonna publish that. I mean, this was just a friend kind of going like, "Hey, man, we're here because of the buyout." Um, yeah, so I mean, it, 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 the whole business of beer is evolving. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, there's you know, when we first started canning our beer in like 2006, a little two head filler in the you know our little brewery in the back of San Francisco, five six three Second Street. Um, <laughs> We, 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 you know, uh, there were 1,500 craft breweries in the country. There was probably 25 breweries putting yeah. beer in cans. Yeah. You know, it's like, and there'll be 8,000 craft breweries in the United States, sorry, Canada, um, by, the, uh, <laughs> by, the, uh, by the end of the year. And so that's, you know, there, there's the competitions. I mean, and I, I totally agree about, uh, with what they said, the Lagunitas comment is that, you know, they had a brewery in Azusa, which yeah. I, don't even, I don't think it's it there failed. anymore. Yeah, it failed. I mean, it's like, I think they've parted out that. Place, Actually, that's it, 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 I'm glad you mentioned that, because that was a caveat to the thing. Because of Azusa, Lagunitas felt like they would have been fucked without the infusion yeah. of cash. And But anybody that size can make that mistake. Shit, yeah. I made that mistake at my size. We're about to close our, our other location. Uh, imagine being that size. You pump $10 million into a brewery that fails. Yeah. Oh, shit. Like, what is going to happen now? And... Um, I, I think that whole there's there was a phrase that that came about when when the U.S. did the bailouts of the car industry and 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 Wall Street, which was like too big to fail. Yeah, which felt like a scam. Like, why are you telling me too big to fail? Because I'm a small business and I'm allowed to fail. 
But the truth is, it's a real thing when it comes to like the economy and yeah, the, you have that to it, keep the machine going. It, it will fuck other things. Like it's not the just that effect. the ripple effect. Yeah. And you're, so you're paying for jobs. Right? Uh, yeah, and so I'm not. You know, maybe New Belgium's not that, but but they're they're a big brewery that shouldn't fail. And maybe they needed the cash, and maybe the employees yeah, decided they, it was an opportunity. You yeah. have to seize those opportunities, especially in the today's market of craft beer, which is very challenging. And yeah. you know, I mean, you know, you look at breweries that have expanded like to the East Coast. You know, you know, you saw what happened to Green Flash. It didn't work out too well right uh you see you know sierra nevada has a big plan out there as well and so does um uh, who else uh, well new belgium and uh yeah ballast so, has one that theirs is theirs is in virginia yeah. or whatever and you know i just think you you know you have to stone stone, yeah, stone. stone, stone, stone has a plant yeah. there i mean they got a big brewery 250 barrel brew house i believe i mean you just have to you know you gotta, yeah you know, I feel like in some ways right now we're we're being a bit of a commercial for you know that buyouts are fine and it's okay, and I just I maybe want to couch that a little bit by saying, and I think we've always done this. Nothing is black and white is what I think yeah, we're more yeah, being yeah. a commercial yeah. for is that it's so easy to be like, well, you sold out to this and you sold out to that. Nothing is black and white. And unfortunately, the bigger the deal, the less we get to know about the deal. There's all these non-disclosure agreements. So all we do is sit around and speculate about who did this and why they did it and this and that. But I think a big takeaway is none of it's black and white. And I know these people. I I'm not saying I'm great friends with Kim Jordan. I'm not saying that I I was best friends with, uh, with Jack White. But I know them enough to know that they're not motherfuckers, and they're not looking to screw anybody, and they believe in craft beer, and they believe in their, they want to take care of their employees. I can tell you that. I know that 100%. And so, just try not to look at things... Yeah, as, every, as black and white. How do you believe in craft beer and then sell your brewery to a large conglomerate? Because you're because Money. you have be, or uh-huh. or because you have uh, two thousand employees that are going to sure, lose their but, job but, if you fail. Well, I don't think it, I don't think it was two thousand families. I don't think yeah. it was that desperate of a thing. You don't know. I Nothing's know, black and white. Sure, but but that's you don't what know, I'm saying. And yeah. I'm saying you don't know either, right? So if they had a one percent dip or say in sales, well, I think he said that, maybe two percent dip in sales, then you can. Scale back, and you can manage that and come back for it. But what what I have a hard time, no. I think so. I don't think that you don't, <laughs> but you don't know either. No, no, Neither no, of us. No, know. no, no but I, I will go but, so far as to say that to talk about numbers like that, yeah. without ever having been a CEO of a company that has mm-hmm. that many employees, and and what a two percent dip means. I, I won't even make a statement like you just made. Well, that is, I did. I you guess. don't have to. You don't have to do that. Well, I, I don't. Think I you actually do. have no idea. I, I don't think you do. I, th- I think there are, are businesses who do that all the time. You can you can scale back and you can still stay within well, the industry. The, the, the thing about scaling but, back though is that you have to probably lay people off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's that. If you want, so, you know, the whole thing is if you have to keep this entity going, that's like you know taking care of sure. your stockholders, taking care of your the, your employees and all that. But you have to make decisions sometimes that are unpopular, uh, that are not going to win you like you know, uh, you know, points on anything. And you have to you have to do what's right for you know for the business and for the employees and for the and for the stockholders. But and everybody's it, motivation is different. That's yeah, the, sure. That's, and that's he, the gray area. The balancing act. You can't just like say, uh, and I love you to death, JP. You just I, you just can't say like. You, there's ways to fix it like this. It's just there's so many market forces and so yeah. many things about your business. Uh, that are acting on you that you have to make decisions that may might be unpopular. 
Uh, look, I'm not saying that I have every right answer, but I am saying there's there's I guarantee you there's another way around it without just selling out completely. And and the hard part is the duality of the business of craft beer is if you build a large empire like that with saying we're craft beer, we're here for the community, and then you sell out right away. Lagunitas did the same thing. New Belgium did the same thing. They're gone now out of craft, right? It sort of lessens that impact of what being craft means if everybody can just dip in and out. And it changes the the landscape of craft. Suddenly, craft doesn't mean as much anymore. So, if what I take issue with is is breweries who build their empire on saying what craft is, and then they blow that up and leave because they want to make money for everybody. Good intentions, business intentions doesn't matter. Yeah. That hurts my feelings more than a brewery. What do I care? One company's buy. I don't. I don't buy the beer anyway. I, it doesn't. It doesn't matter to me. It's a non-issue. But in the industry that we're in, I feel very protective of it. Yeah. And and to me, I think that sucks. It's like, well, there was there was no. That was it. That was your solution. Is just to just to sell. I mean, you start. I don't know. You, you go into it one with you know one idea. And then you get into it, and then you realize that there's other things that are happening, and you have to act on. It. I mean, it's not so. Yeah. It's not so black and white. I mean, it's not, not kind of everyone goes. In with I, good I can tell you that the, I, I can tell you that you know the, the decision. You know, and I don't. You know, I'm not going to speak on their behalf, but you, I can tell you that you know the folks at New Belgium probably thought long and hard about this, and mm-hmm. oh, I'm sure. And we're deciding like you know, and probably had other opportunities not to do this, but market forces and what they needed to do for their employees you know force their hand and maybe act this way yeah and you also and i think that your 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 employees have a lot to do with it because it's something that you have built and you've brought these people on board with your all right i'll stop being vague so i opened the hop grenade in fort collins right and i brought these people on and i'm like this we're going to do this this is my vision and i believe that we can do this here and i ended up with this team of amazing people there who believed in it and from day one we were in trouble we're about two and a half years into it right now uh a year ago last uh, december this time we thought we had to close. Uh, it was a very, very difficult decision of mine. Sully knows about this. I'm talking to him. I'm calling for advice. Um, I financially, for me, would have it would have it was the right thing to do to close the doors. Yeah, um, we were bleeding money, mm. but I wanted. I believed in the concept, and I and and my team out there believed in it so much that I I felt like I was letting them down if I didn't keep going so I, I i made a new deal with my landlord and we committed to another year and i did that not because it would it would have taken a miracle to benefit me <laughs> right. like if the if the another year turned things around which a miracle was required we had to turn business around by like 300 um Damn. then uh then it would so it was more for them and i believed in and they were like justin we can do this and i so we gave it another year and that other year cost me another $200,000. Man. Um, and now we're, we're closing at the end of this month um, because there's nothing more to do. And those decisions were made kind of like what Sully's talking about. Like, you, 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 uh, it's just not black and white. You, 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 and by the way, if someone had come in and said, oh, we'll infuse money into it, mm-hmm. maybe you have to change this little thing or that little thing, but we'll. I would have looked at every one of those opportunities. Of I would have looked at every one, and I would have done it for my team, I'm like not, for I'm, the people. And I'm not saying doing you that know. is bad. Yeah. I never said that. Yeah. 
Well, so I just want to make sure you're not talking to me specifically. No, I but, never... but not. I'm just. I'm reiterating that nothing is black and white. And when your back's against the wall, you you entertain all these ideas, even if you spent the whole time saying we're always going to be independent. We're mm-hmm. all. I actually try to never say never. I never say always, <laughs> and I never say never. I think I, I I make a lot of mistakes, but that's not one of them. Where I'm like, I'm never going to do this, and I'm always going to do this because I think. That when it when when and stuff gets difficult, that's a lot of bullshit. You will always do whatever you can, and you will never try to fuck over your employees or anybody else. So you will this always in the never attitude in the black and the white. I just don't think it exists, and I think that's what Sully's trying yeah, to say I, too. I mean, look, you tried to make a go of it out there. You renegotiated with your landlord. You, you know, you you took you know you did everything you tried to do, and that's sure. So that was your attempt to sort of right the ship. Yeah. And you do what you have to do, and you do it because you you still believe in the idea, even if you have to make adjustments, or you still believe in the team because you sold them on, on this idea. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I just have a hard... I have actually said in the past, I think I'm, I'm in line with you in the sense that I've... I've never shunned a brewery for selling out, but I, I never liked the ones who said, I will never do this and I will never do that, and that, and, and they sold me on like the craft beer thing. And I think that's a, a strong point that you're making. Yeah. I've agreed with that. I've never liked that, like, okay, well, now I have to go. Uh, you were the one who told me that you're craft beer through and through until you die, right? and now you're not. So I think people should be careful about their messaging. But short of that... You just do what you got to do. No, and and again, I totally understand that. Yeah. I respect it. I mean, that's business. I'd be an idiot if I if I thought otherwise, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But like I'm saying, in the context of being in craft beer, where you're growing your brand based on the messaging, yeah. and then suddenly the messaging doesn't matter anymore for whatever reason, that still hurts. For but you're it protecting hurts. your employees or whatever, but it still is like, oh, that that doesn't feel very good, especially for everybody who bought into the yeah. message your brand was selling. That's not sure. an employee. That's a customer who believes in that. Yeah. And then news comes out and you're like, well, then fuck that. That even hurts even more. It's like it's just it's a whole thing. Yeah. So all I'm saying is all right. as as beer's slowing down in sales, this stuff is going to happen a little more and I think the term craft beer and that whole thing doesn't it doesn't mean as much anymore. Or potentially. It can hurt the brand. I, yeah. I, I agree that it can hurt the brand of craft beer. Yeah. I agree with that. All right. Thank you. It hurts, uh, but it's not a cardinal sin. And it can hurt the brand of craft beer because now we're like, oh, okay, well, now I'm just, just going to take that with a grain of salt. Make sure you don't sell out later. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's our beer news for today. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm uh, sorry to hear about the the thing, man. That sucks. You know, it's a bummer. I'm, uh, I'm over it in the sense that it's been going on for a long time. It's <laughs> it's time to move on to the next chapter in our life. Yeah. I am, uh, you know, if anyone out in Fort Collins is listening, uh, I have the best team I, I ever could have asked for. When it came up that we had to close, um, you know, some of them were like, wow, you know, we, we, we wish we could have done something different. And I... My answer to them was like, you know what? I totally wish it was your fault. I could have fired you. Mm. <laughs> I could have, like, I could have replaced you. Um, they work so hard, uh, just day in and day out. And man, like, they're not making tips because no one's showing up. And they still, all the time, were like, Justin, we love this company. We love your ideas. Like, they were just so supportive of what the Hop Grenade is and why we started it. And 
I could not be more thankful. I will be out in Fort Collins. Um, we Our last day is on the 28th of December. Um, this is another thing I decided to do different. A lot of times when you close the doors of these things, like employees just show up one day and like the fucking doors lock. Right, right. These people were so wonderful to me, and the town was also very cool that I just couldn't do it. So I actually went out and gave them the longest notice possible, which business-wise is a really dumb idea because everyone's got to go get another job. They like, how do, you, how do you keep the doors open? Yeah. These people were like, we're with you, man. We're with you till the end. That's so awesome. we're actually throwing a party on Saturday, December 28th, because mm-hmm. that's what we do. We like to party. Um, and free beer for everybody. <laughs> I mean, there'll probably be a fair amount of pints <laughs> given out. It'd be nice if you buy some of it, too. Yeah. We've got some inventory to go through. But uh, Saturday, December 28th, all day long, I will be there, and uh, my, my mm. team will be there. Nice. And, and we're there, actually, uh, not to be sad, but to thank Fort Collins for having us and... Um, uh, I, I'm looking forward to that day. We get to, to thank our regulars and, and have a good time. But, yeah, you know, it's just it's what it is. I'll tell you this. You can't pay for that fucking education. I've learned a lot. Right. Boy, right. have I learned a lot yeah. over the last two years. Oh, man. So um, come hang out with us on December 28th. I will see you there. When you get there, I hope that maybe you've manscaped because you might maybe you're going to get laid that night, bro. It's a huge college <laughs> right? town, right? I am mean, I, there's a I lot right? of people. Oh. It's a college. T- I mean, who knows what could happen at a at a hop? We've never had a hop grenade closing party before. This that's could, true. We it, this could be off the hook. Uh, if you go to manscaped.com right now, you can get there. Um, the, you should probably buy it for people you know need it too. The manscaped perfect. Package 2.0. Yeah, there's. I was. I was just trying to think real fast about what like a man in what period of his life needs it more <laughs> than in the other periods of a life, and I can't figure that out. It's basically just I think, from your twenties on, right? And, and and sometimes you don't, and sometimes you do, right? I'm just uh, blown away by that so- segue. Uh, thanks, like, buddy. Uh, I'm a <laughs> fucking professional. Thanks, buddy. I'm <laughs> professional for crying out loud here. He just poured his heart out. <laughs> Literally, yeah, you're closing. Yeah. Turn that right into junk talk. That's what. Wow. That's my special skill right there. Uh, get the Manscaped Perfect Pack- Package 2.0. It has the crop uh, preserver, uh, which is an anti chafing um, ball deodorant and yes. moisturizer. Right. Um, also, it has the crop reviver. Uh, which I've used recently. Is yeah. that so you can go a second round? You like or? no? Oh, you just okay. like you just like if you can't shower, yeah, but you need to like clean up a little bit. It's like a wipe. Stinky. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I was gonna like, say it, like it gets you in the Bay spot. Area for like four days. It smells nice. <laughs> yeah. The crop reviver smells okay. nice. Yeah, I used them, um, and Wait. then of course. Just the other day, right. I just did it for fun. Like I wasn't, sure. I didn't. Funsies. My yeah, balls yeah, yeah, weren't yeah. even getting used, but I was like, I got to try these things. I can't used, uh, yeah, the, yeah. They weren't getting stepped on with a nine-inch stiletto. <laughs> uh, but I, I think most importantly, it comes with the lawnmower 2.0, which you can shave the whole thing, yeah. the whole area. Yeah. No cuts, no nicks, no nothing. I love it. You don't even have to bat wing yeah. the no. thing. Arabian you don't goggles. even have to bat wing. You just run it across as if as if you're running through a field. That would still freak me the fuck out, man. I, I think I would still ha- I would still try. I was worried too. Yeah, I did it. All right, just like I was frolicking through sunflowers. Damn. All right. No, I never it, it done that before, but it sounds yeah. truly the most 
disturbing image of my existence. Maybe because sunflowers are like 10 feet tall and their stalks are like three inches in diameter. Yeah. <laughs> that would hurt. Yeah. Sunflowers yeah. are kind of pointy. Sorry. You manage to make this weirder every time. <laughs> uh, yeah, go and get the uh, Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Go to manscaped.com, use coupon code BREWING, and you're going to get 20% off. Whoa. Plus free shipping. Oh, that sounds what amazing. It sounds like an amazing product That's yeah. a deal. that I'm sure Aaron likes. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year uh, by getting the, Mrs. Going, Claus going. proud while he's out about. Yeah, Actor. I mean, if you're looking for yeah. a gift in the man in your life, for the man in your life who like, like, all right, I know that there's women out there like, I really wish you would just clean that motherfucker up a little more. Yeah, but sometimes right? I think but women it's, are it's too difficult. nice to say anything. Right. Yeah. So just subtly give. The uh, no, in the off in the middle of the office Christmas party. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck, look, yeah. I know you're my boss, but please open mine first. Right. Uh, go to manscaped.com. Use coupon code Brewing. There you go. All right. My balls have never been so clean. <laughs> All right. Or so not warm. <laughs> oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, okay. Twitter game. All right, let's go. What did we have? Well, uh, speaking of before of uh, Duke Cannon, if you know what I'm trying to say, yeah. uh, Doc has opened a new business called Doc Cannon. Yes. And I want to know what he did there. What was his new business, okay? Uh, Pete Dink says, uh, good for Doc going into the flamethrowing vape business. Okay. So uh, vapes that are also flamethrowers. Sounds dangerous. Which sounds like Doc. Vaping's already... Have you ever seen, like, they blow up sometimes in people's faces? Yeah, but so do phones. Uh, really? Yeah, laptop. I mean, shit happens. It's okay. a battery. What are you going to do? All right. Uh, Josh says uh, he literally fires himself out of a cannon. It's all in the name. <laughs> Doc Cannon. Doc Cannon. Okay. Which, again, sounds like Doc. Uh, Effing Beer says, arms dealer to, te- to Chechnya. The ammo is all the teeth he's been collecting over the years. <laughs> in Chechnya, we don't have lead. Yeah, we fire teeth all made lead. from American mouths. <laughs> all lead is used in nuclear programs. <laughs> and to eat. Okay. Uh, Tian Brink says he provides speech language classes to up and coming podcasters. <laughs> That's funny because That's of his slurring. That's right. Right. Uh, the Brewer of Seville says he sells big ass bars of soap made from the tears of divorced men who have been taken to the cleaners. Oh, his flagship gosh. bar is called Dr. Loveless, comprised of the assets his ex actually let him keep. Ouch. This must be a divorced oh, person it who reeks, went for the jugular. It Go reeks on. of despair and disappointment. Oh, God. Damn. Yeah. That, someone went... Is that his brother? That sounds like <laughs> Doc's brother. No, I know who this is. We met him in Rhode Island. Really? Him and his nice wife. Did he take us out for, like, the weird sausages or whatever we ate? Or just it was another person? I don't think so. It was a different person. Rhode Island dogs? God damn. That yeah, was hard. That was a pretty good one. Um, I hope Doc's not on Twitter tonight. He'll be like... Who the fuck? <laughs> uh, and last but not least, Adam says, When divorce is imminent, Doc arrives at your house like the cat in the hat and loads up anything you want to hide from the lawyers and shoots it across the neighborhood to your best brew buddy's house. Okay. Which, technically, he is very uh, uh, savvy at, and he could build a, a launcher like yes, this. Yes. Yeah. If anybody would do that, he could do that. Wow. Um, so a lot. What I like about this is that there's a lot of. I mean, Doc hasn't been on for a while, especially not dishing out 
sensitive information sure. like this. I mean, some of the stuff he hasn't even said since, like, Martinez. People are still following along with his divorce. <laughs> yeah. Is that still going on? I'm pretty sure it's still going on, so they're not far off. That's why I was wondering if it was his brother. Um, okay. All right. So there you go. That's it. Hmm. Okay. I like teeth bullets for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I wanted to pare him down because I don't like usually this many, but I, th- I thought all of them were. I wrote them all down. Good. I usually, yeah. I, I usually like weed them out from when you don't. Yeah, I still wrote down every one. I think you're right in this case. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna get rid of language c- classes, even though I thought it was funny. Okay. Um, because we got to do that. Uh, big ass bars of soap, which basically culminate in the scent of despair and disappointment, mm-hmm. made from the tears of divorced yeah, men. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, I'm leaving that. I'm just, I'm just naming it. Um, all right, I'm going to get rid of uh, hiding things from lawyers and shooting them out of a cannon <laughs> to your neighbors. Although that, it's good. Listen, yeah. uh, whoever, yeah. good, good job. There you go. Firing himself out of a cannon. I like the simplicity of it. Yeah, I, yeah, it's very obvious. Um, All right, well, let's get rid of flamethrowing vape business. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, not going to happen. Like, like now, now happen. I'm going for realism. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's not going <laughs> to happen. It's probably going to sell it out anyway, so go ahead. Local <laughs> regulations wouldn't allow that. So we're down to three. Firing himself out of a cannon. An arms dealer using teeth um, in Chechnya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then big-ass bars of soap made from uh, men's tears uh, with a scent of despair and disappointment. That's got to win. Come on. Yeah. Sully, what's your vote on that? You're divorced. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about that one? Tears one. I like the tears one. You like that one? Yeah. All All right. right. Well, there you go, everybody. (laughs) Sorry, buddy. It's not, too, it's it. not too soon. Yeah, you, know, you got over it a week ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm back in the hole, though. Thank you. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you and I can talk then. We'll okay. be fine. Um, all right. Thanks for playing along. And uh, what else? Thank you to Block 3 Brewing for uh, coming in the studio with us and having out with us today. I appreciate Great beers. Great beers. I hope you had fun. I hope you go back to Canada saying at least one nice thing about your trip to California <sighs> that doesn't involve guns. Yeah. Or being back in Canada. You know, uh, uh, last time I went, I crossed the border. Uh, it was over on the Vancouver side. Uh, get to the get to the front. Custom Canadian customs agents are so much fucking cooler than U.S. ones. And I get to the border, and he go, you know, asked me a couple questions, and he, you know, says, "Do, do you have any guns with you?" And I say, "No." And he goes, "Well, then, where are they?" <laughs> and I'm like, ner- I'm like, I'm nervous because it's customs. Yeah. He's like, I'm fucking with you, man. All the, everybody in the U.S. has guns, right? Like, where are your guns? <laughs> and I was like, you're fucking hilarious right now. You got me good. Coming back in, I get yelled at. I got brought into a private room. Really? Well, they not stole quite, your banana. They stole my banana. My they tomato. Stole your tomato. They stole my tomato. Man because you because you can't. Bring it over for regulations, or no, we literally have tomatoes yeah. from Canada. So. They both, yeah. okay, all of those things. Yeah, I right. bought the fucking thing in America. The tomato. Yeah. I was only there for a couple of days. They were just mad at me in general. We got in a fight. It was a fight. That's weird. It seems like that happens a lot. <laughs> I, get, I get angry you wanna, sometimes. You fight travel. Should we call Steve? <laughs> back. No, I had another team of them. Remember, one of them fired me. Okay, all right. The other one didn't fire me. I just don't see him all the time. It's fine. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's it for today. We've got one more show of 2019. 
Um, Very happy about this show. And I think that Bevo is going to work on a little surprise for us on that program. I'm already working so on it. Already working on it. So it might oh. be, might have a little uh, little surprise for our final show of 2019. Okay. All uh, right. Who's on with us next week? Is it Sully or... Dr. Show, not Dr. Sully. I think Teresa next <laughs> week. I, I sent my schedule. I, I, uh, I sent my you did schedule. send the schedule today, schedule. actually. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't memorize it, sorry. Well, okay. Got I didn't if you're free, and even if Teresa signed up, you should come out too, Sully. Just putting that out really? there. Um, well, I mean, just for fun. You know. Santa going to be here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, just JP well, as Santa. If you, if you make it out, yeah. There you go. Really? You'll be Santa. Because <laughs> he's old. Well, that was fine. hurtful. Yeah, wasn't very yeah. good either. I apologize. Yeah, next week is actually crazy. Like, you're like, usually, usually when they're hurtful, they're funny. Yeah. <laughs> Will there be beer? <laughs> yeah. There will be beer and Charlie Bamforth. There we go. Oh, oh. Yay. All right. Thank you, uh, Block Three. Thank you so much. And Graham's falling asleep over there. He's like, fuck you guys. Graham was loaded when he got yeah. here. He didn't even talk about that. <laughs> I mean, also in his defense, though, it is three hours ahead, right? Yeah. Are you tired or drunk right now, Graham? What do you think? Uh, both. Yes. He's like, yes, that. Yeah, whatever he said, yes. <laughs> All right, guys, I really do appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you. All right, JP, get us out of here, will All you? Right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Kevin and Graham from Block 3 Brewing Company felt the freedom of breathing American air as they joined us in the studio all the way from St. Jacobs, Ontario, which I'm told is in Canada. I, I don't know. Join them over at block3brewing.ca. Do you have extra money? If so, head over to patreon.com slash earsup and support JP in his quest to become supported monetarily by you. If you love Twitter and homebrew, follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew, Mike McDowell at Tasty McD, and you can unfollow Warren at Another Beardy. Fuck that guy. Keep track of JP over on Instagram at Major Jip, and you can find Bevo there as well at Beverly M. Moore. Be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Justin's in my sky and winning the race. JP does great as his charity.